I'll take it. No, keep going. All right. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, good. Hey, hold up. We got. Uh, hold on one sec, guys. We got people saying that Armani Rain, you are very quiet. Can't do it. See, can't uh, can't have one episode where everything goes. We smoothly. cannot. You can start hear me now. A show. You hear me now? I know. So now I gotta say all that over again. Um, I am the MC Armani Rain. Welcome. <laughs> 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 on, on brand. There you on go. Brand. They can hear you now. I know. I hit the button. Now they now... see it. Shut up. Okay, look. Oh, okay. Look, look. We love pain. We love oh, pain. This is this is what happens. Okay. So Ooh. anyway, I'm the MC <laughs> Rain. Welcome back to Routine and Poutine. That is the MC track down there at the bottom, as I pointed to before, so everybody knows his name, so Bailey doesn't get weird in two hours and be like, Who are you? And then the other person <laughs> is MC. <laughs> MC Valiant, who is down. Wait, what are we doing? Here, here we go. Down there. I don't know. Also, um, the historian. Yeah, whatever. MC Booby Bubba somebody. Uh, but as I was saying before, we are all very happy to have him here. Big super duper shout out to everybody's favorite DJ's favorite DJ, one of our best friends on the entire planet in the music scene, one of the nicest guys I know, the one and only DJ Bailey. Everybody, give a round of applause. That Do that again. Yay! Two times over. Chat. By the way, on. big up for doing this live. Yes, well, fucking outstanding. It's three o'clock in the morning. Can you see the bags? I mean, whoa. no. Anyway, no, I'm good. No, I don't see any bags, fine. man. Yeah, you no bags here. The only thing I didn't do is get some food because that that half or almost a whole bottle of bread wine I I tried to drink to mm. keep myself, you know, so lively. I'm a little bit wishy washy in the belly right now. Oh, right. oh yeah, that feeling. I'm gonna join you, so it's fine. Hey. Maybe I'll get the rest of that wine. There's a little bit left. Hey, grab it. I'll give you a minute. Get some water, man. What's wrong with you guys, man? Bad influence. Oh, yes. I'm sorry. Things have changed, apparently. <laughs> but since we're on the subject, man, uh, yeah, maybe. Anyway, we ask everybody who comes on the show. Uh, the show's called Roti and Poutine. Uh, you are asking why it was called Roti and Poutine, correct? Yeah, I was like, Pootie Tang, is that some new slang? Or... <laughs> Pootang Clan. Pootang Clan. I'm not going to mess with So many right, jokes so... inappropriate came to mind. <laughs> it's like, that is a weird mm. flavored juice. Anyway, uh, what were you going to say about it? Wow. Oh, I was going to say, all right, so poutine comes from the fact that I, even though I'm American, I've been living in Canada for four years. And poutine is a Canadian uh, like, dish. It is it's like hot dogs. It is. Level. I, I thought that I was. Fries. I thought, <laughs> it is French fries, cover, and it's got uh, ch- uh, cheddar cheese curd. Not cheddar cheese. Cheddar cheese curd, uh, curd. Which is like yeah. So basically, they they it's nicknamed squeaky cheese. It's white, right? And it kind of squeaks good. when you chew it, and then you put gravy on top of that. Oh, okay, so you get this kind of, oh my kind of, God. and it melts just right. So you get this cheesy, <laughs> gravy-covered fries. Kinds of stuff you can put in. And then the anything on top of that you, you want, but the, the fries, the cheese, the gravy, and it's like the Canadian national dish, pretty much. So uh, you know, so, I'm so living in Canada. It used to be called Rapid Talk because there's two of us that are Guyanese and one that's representing Canada. We did roti and poutine. 
Okay, and I'm, cool. And I'm All halfway right. Canadian. I should be full, but I'm not. I'm just that's true. Canadian. Track spent significant time in Toronto. Track is the most New Yorkiest New Yorker I've ever met. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, don't listen that's to wonderful. that man. Yeah, yeah. Where's sure. Brooklyn at? Now I'm playing. But yeah, man, you, yeah, you, you, got the, you got the Guyanese vibe too. We gotta ask, man, what's your favorite bucket food? Like, if you were gonna die tomorrow and you were like, I need to eat this before I go, what's it gonna? Oh be? man, it's difficult because I stopped eating meat. You know what I mean? This um, is, look, they, oh lord, this is it. You're not being healthy. This is like, all right. This is just. Eat, eat, eat. I'm oxtail, man. Blood! Okay. Oxtail, rice and peas. Give me some coleslaw and some mac and cheese as well. Perfect. Got to have the, right. you know, a bit of gravy on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man, you got to have oxtail. I hate when people don't give you gravy for the oxtail, man. You're yeah, crazy. what is that? Who does? I don't know. Me not, I'm I Dutch. won't order for you again <laughs> if you, you give me oxtail with no gravy. It's kind of pointless. Just to be straight on this, like, the, the reason I've stopped eating meat is because I realized that I'm way more awake when I'm when I'm not eating it. You know what I mean? It's like when I eat bulks of, like, that stuff, I just, mm-hmm. like, feel tired all the time. Oh, it's nothing to do with saving this or saving that. It's just sort of literally, like, I'm awake. And, I, uh, you know... Have you stopped eating all meat or just red meat? Just red meat. Well, and that, the odd bit of chicken every now and then. Yeah. But um, mostly seafood right now. You know? Yeah. I've, 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 re- no red meat for me whatsoever. It's all beyond beef and even the beyond sausage is taking over sausage. I still love bacon for Christ's sake, but uh, it's mostly just chicken and fish for me too. Like if I eat anything remotely red meat, it's, it's, it's not real. Um, yeah. There's decent also, substitutes. Also, can't yeah, be. we have got to look over ourselves long term. Right. I get that. You know what I'm saying? I'm yeah, actually, I, I, I had that. like a uh, uh, a vegan bolognese, and it was just as good as regular bolognese. Hmm. Nice. Yeah, yeah, it was good. Well, so everybody's off the. Is that everybody off the meat then? Is that what right? you're trying to be, man? Well, no, nah, I ain't. This is man. I I can't get spare ribs Mine. yet. Yet, I can't give up spare ribs. I can't give up jerk chicken. Yo, you know what I mean? Not those to guys. Yeah. I will say this, man. And my look, my wife's been a vegetarian for 24 years or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's never really hit me until I stopped eating meat. But I said to my mother the other day, because my mother makes some fire ribs fall off the bone. Uh. And it's the first time this year when I was eating ribs, I felt barbaric. Like, like ripping the meat <laughs> off of ribs with my teeth felt weird. I was like, what's happening to me? Like, I was eating them like, this is delicious, and I feel terrible for eating it. And I, I don't know. It's a new thing for me, man. I, I think well, this I'm- is the thing. I know that, like, because my mom's a mean cook, you know what I mean? So, mm. and her speciality, well, not speciality, but one of my favorite things is the ribs. And I'm thinking, how am I going to do all this? So I go around there for dinner, and she puts the ribs out. Am I going to leave them? I don't think I can. I'm going to have to have a few pieces. Right. <coughs> you know, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You know, real quick, one more. I was, for me, I had uh, vegan rib tips one time. And I remember the, the rejoice I had for eating really? something that was hella good. It's a spot called Made in Central. If y'all ever come over, it's, you know, I'm not in the sea as much, so I'm, I'm up here towards the, the upper side of New York. But, uh, I remember going back and telling the the guy at the store, yo, this was absolutely amazing. And he gave me the most stupidest look in my, I've ever seen in a while saying, but dog, you know, food is all about taste. And that just made me feel real crazy after that saying, yeah, well, maybe we are over consuming on like meats and things of that in that nature. So like it, it now made me more conscious, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy to know that I'm not eating rocks and twigs and, and leaves <laughs> for nothing. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. But I kind of thought, so yeah, I, I Diane, absolutely. Diane, what did you have today? We can't do you. Uh, 
<laughs> I did uh, did not have poutine. I did, however, have French fries for the first time in quite a while, mm. and uh, I had uh, gravy on um, from mm. now. Don't don't judge me on this, okay? Hold up, hold on. I had gravy from a mixed packet. Okay, oh, but now, now I'm judging. What? Whoa! I wasn't, I wasn't judging you until you said that. <laughs> everything was cool. Okay. This is why. This is why I don't particularly love mushroom gravy. So I wanted a vegetarian gravy, and those a lot of those vegetarian gravies are. You right. Vegetarian, <laughs> although they're loaded with salt <clears throat> and awful shit. But yeah. I was like, I just needed that gravy kind of something. And that was um, fucking banging. And then um, I just, I, the farmer's markets right now here are absolutely bananas right now when it comes to, no pun intended, right. uh, when it comes to the fruit. So like the watermelons right now are just right. insane. The fruit stand that's about a mile up the road has like, I think 10 varieties of watermelon. 10? Um, 10. Yeah, I learned about like, one just yep. the other day. I can't remember the name of it. I didn't even know there was so many different styles. Oh, oh yeah, man. Like a yellow flesh one I had today. It's yellow flesh. It's seeded. The melons are only about like that big. What like, about as big as a Yeah, watermelon. Yo, I had a yellow uh, watermelon and I I couldn't I couldn't do it, man. One I'm What do you mean? Believe it or not, I'm not a huge watermelon fan. Save your jokes. The second thing is <laughs> while, <laughs> while while I was eating it, it looks exactly like pineapple, and it was just giving me trust issues the entire time I was eating. <laughs> wow, <laughs> trust so, issues! I was sitting like literally okay. having okay. a problem eating this yellow watermelon the entire time, pissed off that it wasn't pineapple. And I love pineapple too, so it was just like okay. you imposter. But you know, whatever. My bad. Is that stupid? No, no. <laughs> oh man, that food section. That's anyway, big up to everybody in the chat. Special big up to MJ uh, for moderating. Super, super big uh, MJ to Sugar Brat once again for being Brett. the most important part of this podcast. Oh my gosh! Uh, absolutely, absolutely legendary shit. And We're all so fans people, of Sugar people Brat. wouldn't even know if it, was so up, if it wasn't for Sugar B. <laughs> yes, people wouldn't even know about three it. People. <laughs> If, if it wasn't for MJ Sugar Brad, no one would be here. I've got to send special love to her. That's my DMB sister right there from long time, from long Canada time. and uh, the government. And yeah. she just yeah. solid as a rock, man. Yo, Absolutely she, devoted she, to it. We, we talked about old stuff, man. Like she was back at the theory parties with Jose. Like super shout out to Jose. Yep. Like that's Those are like the original humble beginnings up there when I first started going to government. We did the theory, the Metalheads theory party up there. That was like the first party I ever did in Can Can Canada. The first party I ever did in Canada. <laughs> and, uh, oh, Lord. I remember walking into government and just like the first time I had ever seen like an actual super club because it was like every room was a whole nother club with a different theme to it. Man, that, sh that shit was crazy. Yeah. yeah man. But those those are way back then, man. You've got some. Miss <clears throat> government. You, you've, you've got some long winded history. Uh, Energy FM, the Blue Note original Don Dada. Do you know about Energy FM? How'd you know about that? What you talking about? That was oh, back you, in the. How did you know about it, man? About 91, 92. I didn't know I wasn't around. I wasn't around. I just did my homework. I wasn't just like, yeah, I remember those days. <laughs> <laughs> I got the tapes. I, got, I was there. I was not. I was at a house party listening to house music, and I stumbled into drum and bass later. Uh, <laughs> what a switch. Anyway, uh, yeah, man. Just, uh, you, you've been around the original. What got you into drum and bass? Let's just start from there. What, I don't want to ask questions. Like, I, what, what made you, know, you like drum and bass? Yeah, yeah. If I'll, you I'll were ask. a tree, what kind of? No. 
Way to dumb We got uh, DJ Bailey in the room today, and we're going to be talking about drum and bass music. But we're going to get these questions in the chat room, so I'm You're just right. going to clear what it up. What got you into drum and bass, my G? What, what, yeah, what was your first time, like, really experiencing a moment? Like, what sparked the love? From the beginning, I was there. Um, yeah. In right. terms of the, the, it, it, it happening, because it was, it was house music for us, wasn't it? It was Chicago and Detroit and all that mm. sort of thing. And then we kind of like in the UK, because we were loved, we were loving hip hop from America. We kind of took the break beats from that and added that to house. And then you mm -hmm. got the hardcore and the rave scene. And then it just went into jungle. I mean, that's the mm -hmm. short version of it. But right. um, it, I was a <laughs> hip hop head. Man, you have no idea. Man. You're still I'm a hip hop head. We do have an idea for sure. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> You're like, everything's on import you know what i mean i wouldn't even accept because when he when they when he pressed the uk copies of stuff it was all really thin vinyl but the american ones all cellophane wrapped and stuff and right. proper like looking real fully colorful uh, i'd spend like yeah I, well, I'd, I was at school then and i used to get a pound a day to go you know obviously we're at school like five days a week i'd save that pound that was obviously spending at the tuck shop and at the end of the week, I'd have my money to go down and get an import. So once a week, I'd go and get one import, you know, Jim Browski and, oh, man. I was just, yeah. And I know, like, because you buy them one by one, mm -hmm. and you have a week, you know, you appreciate the, you know, the one side and the other side, the, all the different versions, the A side, B side. And I even got to know them by what color the spine was of the record. So I would have my records after a while. Like here's the black section, the red section, the yellow section. section, the pink section, all spine. Mm. So if someone came around as a conversation, I'd be like, oh yeah, blah, blah, I could pull it out. I knew somewhere in the pink section, I'll pull it nice. out there or the green one. Did you yeah, ever man. read the scratches on the vinyl too? You ever read the scratches? Actually, I never did that. Strange, no? strange enough, I never did that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You You'd know, it's, it's funny how- I... on there. Go ahead, I'm sorry. Oh, no, no, I was gonna say, I, it's funny how you said that the, um, your domestic vinyl for hip hop was like thin and then but the stuff that came from the states was like it was it was different right but yeah. like <laughs> in you know when, when i first start, started discovering dance music and stuff like that you know the the domestic vinyl in the states was thin vinyl was shitty the oh. stuff that was pressed in europe was it sounded heavy. beautiful and Weird. it was heavier hmm. and yeah that's you, that's a, that's you know what values you know what let's just go and say that the m Whenever the, I guess it was an import situation. So like we like had a a, a popular hip hop record here, right? And then all of a sudden to be this version that we never heard, and it was labeled UK version mm. of that yeah. title. Yeah. It may have been just a selling point if that's the case. You know what I'm saying? For some reason. Yeah, I mean, but I didn't like those versions. I thought they were really cheesy and shit. Like uh, <laughs> I know you got soul, the UK version of you. I know I know you got soul. It's just it's like adding all this rubbish to it, and I keep it yeah, all. Uh, pay, uh, uh, map, uh, uh, Paid in full, you're talking about, right? Yes, paid in full. Paid I in thought full, that was yeah. terrible. Thought, what are you doing to this song, man? Keep it raw. That they just made one for a whole year over here, bro. I don't know what that was about. That was such a strange time. <laughs> the video was just oh, yeah, it was paid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It was paid in full. It was not, not, I know you got sold. But I was just mm. like, what they, it gimmicks the track with all these sounds and extra bits and bobs. I was just like, this is rubbish, man. Yeah, they so cheesed cool. it up. They cheesed it yeah, up because so, I thought it was more poppy, more, more the, dance friendly, yeah. as it were. Yeah, yeah. In New York, we had a station called Z100, who would pretty much was just collectively play top 40, top 50, top 100. And that was on there like every single day. So as a hip hop head, young hip hop mm. head, I guess, you were happy to hear this in between, like a, a Samantha Fox or a 
you know, it was one of these Samantha Fox. Yeah, you know, I, I just shit. I just pulled that I out of nowhere. That name yeah. In so long. Yeah, all but right. you know, you remember all like uh Debbie, what's her name? You know, whatever. But and then all of a sudden some dudes thinking of a master plan. <laughs> we were like, Oh wow, the hood's here. And um that's <laughs> what the excitement was. But it kind of left us fucked up in the sense that we thought that that's what the UK liked. You know what I'm saying? Well, I'm going to tell you, like, us real hip-hop heads, we didn't like that nonsense. Mm-hmm. That was just a conversion. It, you know, to, to be honest, if, you know, it was kind of necessary to for people that didn't really, couldn't understand, you know, some, hip-hop would have been weird for some people, right? The whole thing. For sure. So that <clears throat> conversion sound, I guess it was essential for people to go, oh, that's quite cool. I quite like this rap music. You know what I mean, so um, I guess it worked in that way, but for me, I was just like, nah, man, give me the rawest version you can get. Like Jim Brasky, when that came out, the Jungle Brothers, I was like, there's no bass line. Where's the bass line? <laughs> just a, just a straight breakbeat. I love that. What? It's funny, man. It's, it's, it's funny because uh-huh. it's kind of like that still. Like, and we kind of try to apply those types of ideologies of just like, yeah, man, let the pop do what it does so people can can understand it and then come in and then learn about it. You know, not everybody's mm-hmm. going to do it, but the more people you bring in, the more you get the wedge. I've said it a million times. You get 25% real, 75% bullshit, but as long as the number grows, both number grows, you know? Well, this is the whole yeah. thing, you see, about John Bates, because people would criticize another man for his sound and say, oh, like in the early days when it was like, the jungle, the ragga samples and all that, and you had Bookham doing that real soft, smooth stuff. Right. People would mm-hmm. criticize that, but what he was pulling in was that people were into house music, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's important that we have all these different sounds so everybody, we can latch, you know, it's a magnet from all angles, basically. So it's important to have it all. You can't just have just a ragga jungle, but you just end up with just like a that, you know, demographic, uh, and that's it. You know what I mean? It's and that's it. it. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about, not to go back a little bit on hip hop, like just the idea that groups like Houdini and Public Enemy kind of had their real born out of, uh, they they were pretty much in the grounds of UK becoming themselves before they came back to the States and going to these superhuman sized groups that we know today. So it, it's, it's, it's been a quiet thing that, you know, as a hip hop head, it was seen as if you go to Europe using that as, as a, I don't know what the perfect uh, term is, but sort of you go there to learn how to be an artist and then you come over here and act like you're an artist. And um, I just wanted to keep note of that because it's 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 kind of, it's it's some it's a sort of a tenant that there was sort of separating us in some form that, that I really didn't really take note to. Because I remember a lot of like Nas, everybody has, has been to Europe and they would stay like a while out there and just rock, but you didn't know who these guys were. And they were out there growing. So, like, artist development was pretty much a free trip across the water, really, so they could come back and, and tour up 50 states. It's mm-hmm. I'm finding this out now, of course, in the, in the, in the moment, of course. So it, it's, it's pretty interesting. I mean, you know, Houdini, the hat is from Europe. Like, the whole idea, this whole look, the, the, oh. the leather, you know what I mean? Uh, public Enemy, when you hear that, that that's the, mm-hmm. one of the biggest parties that ever happened in UK as well, you know? Yes. So, so that was their like, first time in 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 uh in yeah. uh in the UK. That was their first yeah. time. They were in Brixton Academy, which is like you know the place to be if you want to really, you know, show what you do in terms of some underground black music. You know? mm. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so I just, I just you know, it's, really fun- interesting. it's funny. The first time I heard that intro, that Public Enemy, bass in your face, London. Yeah. I remember the first time I heard that. I think I was maybe seventh grade or something like that. Or, I can't remember. Uh, but I was like, they had this in London because 
the only TV we had, we had the, you know, channel two, four and seven, you know, black and white television with the antenna with a tin foil at the end of the antennas to make sure that the TV signal came in. And then we had PBS. And so on PBS, they showed a lot of stuff from the BBC. So I grew up on Monty Python and, and a lot of British television shows. So I did not mm, think. Benny Hill. No, I'll play. Yeah, Benny, Benny Hill. Hill. No, no, yeah. All, all that stuff. Um, Carry on. <laughs> EastEnders and stuff like that. You know, Doctor Who has a massive Doctor Who fan. Mr. Bean. I did not know. <laughs> I didn't know that they had hip hop in London. I was like, they've got this shit in London? Mm. And like the crowd sounded insanely big i pictured like a stadium full of people in my in my brain and i was it completely captured my imagination because the one, the one of the reasons i like public enemy so much is because they seem dangerous and a lot of white people on tv did not like them and i was like i need to listen to them um and so when i heard that intro i was like completely enamored with them i was completely enamored with they're going around the world with this right and i wasn't Plus, really yeah. aware of Hip hop going around the world. Until Add to that. that the fake Uzis on stage and stuff like that. We don't have yeah. guns over yeah, here. Well, we do, but illegally. Right. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so that had to, that had to be like extra super trippy to even see visually. Like, like what is this? Is a is a oh, real man. kind of like military so, presence on stage? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With Professor Griff telling it's everybody very, like, what's about to happen. Like mm. that was crazy. You know, dude. it's you know it's wild, and I say this to this day. Uh, I feel like overseas, uh, especially London, France, you guys have been preserving real hip hop more Absolutely. than anyone, bro. Like I, I've been going over there, and you couldn't even play new school hip hop at a point in time when we were. That's all we were about. And like I remember, we we doing shows over there because that's like where we could play the all the boom bap shit, man. You can play the Public Enemies, you can play the the big puns and yada all that stuff, like things you haven't heard in a million years. And it's like mm. the hip hop over there, which eventually turned into grime, was like pretty much on that old school hip hop tip to this day, very b boy esque, very like b boxing, the five elements type shit. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. Maybe and the I, deeper you go over here, the better. They don't want to hear. That's what they had a lot of times. Yeah, I mean, you can throw the odd classic in. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's like uh, like a drum and bass set. You know, they want to hear, dude, what's this new thing? Oh, what's that sound? You can throw the odd classic in to keep it sort of like you know, right. know familiarity. Uh, familiarity. What's the word? Familiarity. Familiar- to keep it familiar. Familiarity. Without fail. Yeah, I want to say that's one of the Cho brothers. Shout outs to Cho brothers, Direct Drive, New York City family. He's out here coming to represent. He's talking about Direct Drive, old days of how it started and how the crowd sound. And that's how we got into, I guess, the DMV, I guess. If I'm not saying it so fast, but. You know, right. I mean, if we're going to go back, if we're going to do history thing, I need to know. <laughs> I yeah. want, can you to tell Blue Note? Yeah. For those who did not have the pleasure to be there, man. And I've heard stories upon stories, but you, the you, you, sir, are the Don Dada. Like, let's tell us about Blue Note. Like, how this is going to be about as hard to describe as uh, <laughs> as Sun and Bass. Oh, we we, we got to get there, but yeah, let's. let's yeah, let's no, I mean here. because it's kind of like uh, well, imagine right. I mean, it was in a little uh, a sort of a little trendy club before. Uh, the area Shoreditch in London became as trendy and as gentrified as it is now. You know what I mean? Right. And this this room downstairs in this club only held 150 to 200 people. It wasn't very big. Now most of that room was filled up with speakers. They brought their own sound system in. Eskimo noise. Big shout out to Troy and all the guys. Yeah. Um, 
that took up a lot of room on the floor as well. So you can only then get in about a hundred people because you had all these space bins everywhere. Right. They didn't want this to be music to be heard on, um, you know, an inferior sound system, so to speak. Right. So you've got that going, and then you like it's like right on the verge of. Could imagine like it's ninety five. Goldie's album Timeless has come out, right? Mm -hmm. So you've got what is now starting to be called drum and bass. Now, 95's peak, absolutely peak for Riker Jungle, absolutely peak. And you've got this new sound coming, and Goldie's album comes out and says, there, here we are, drum and bass. Now, he throws this club night now, and all the people that are into that are going down there, right? So you've got, I mean, can you imagine a room with, uh, I mean, not every week, but most weeks, there's a lot of at least... 10 to 15 people in there. You've got Dillinger's, Trace, you've got uh, Ed Rush down there, you've got Nico, you've got like, you know, a lot of people in there. And they would go down into Groove Ride and everybody who was like playing these new kind of flatter, steppy style rather than the breakbeat, mad, choppy beats. They want to hear that and they'd be inspired and go straight home, make something uh, uh, to, to be played on that system. Because system was so fat, you want to hear your tune on that system A and B, you wanted to... Mm be at the forefront of or sort of be almost kind of better than what you heard last week so right. all this dillinger stuff was coming out yeah doc stops doc scott doing crazy stuff you know this was, this was a really experimental time and it was like there was no boundaries there was no sort of like had to sound a certain way it was just making itself up as it went along so and then because as it got because it's so new and it's this new vibe around it you had all celebrities passing through obviously goldie was seeing in bjork and we had david bowie we had the um mm. Uh, the uh, Noel Gallagher uh, and all those sort of people. Even one time we had a venue and uh, the Spice Girls were in there. Three out of four, in, you know what I mean? And that Three was out weird. of four. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, the only one that wasn't there was... I was soaked on vodka hearing that, uh, but good. <laughs> yeah, it was just everybody was thinking, what's this new sound? What's this thing? It was like, imagine being right there at the time a new thing broke and seeing it grow. It was right. absolutely mad, man. crazy. Yeah, yeah, man. We we talk about. It. I remember because even when we uh we did the reunion thing in Miami that one time, man. Like the people that came out just for that, like there was just a vibe, man. There's always been stories, and I unfortunately, you know, we weren't around for that. So I always wanted to ask you what that was about. Cause yeah, we always we always heard like like whispers, oh, blue note, right? Oh, it was like we just we all just speculated on it. Like we had no idea. It was the training anything grounds, you know? like, yeah and we're just like yeah. but if oh blue note is like where oh, it's okay goldie uh, okay this must be the most incredible shit ever and we all would just turn over our mind constantly like what it must have been like we had no idea no I idea mean, we saw pictures eventually so but, what was it for you that uh that made that timeless album that like a uh like that time and period did you see like was there a new crowd coming in when goldie drop that album was there something already like that album to me is monumental in a sense of what it means to everything we're doing right now it like it's like set the tone especially for a hip-hop dude who's watching it on like a hip-hop show who's playing uh the diane Charlemagne record you know um mm, right. you know it, it it it's it brought me into to my first steps of what drum and bass well what jungle was drum and bass whatever the culture was um but like you were like pretty much knee deep in it already, I'm guessing, right? So oh, I just wanted to know, yeah. like, what was the feeling around that time? Like, what was it? It like, was just, just like, imagine watching something grow, but you didn't realize what it was going to be. You were just there, and you just mm -hmm. it was just all this new, exciting stuff all the time. We got charged mm -hmm. this thing. One second, it, it was just I was getting I was cutting a lot of dub plates. I was at you know music house. 
every week you know what i mean um and when i go on tour i'll be having all these dub plates with me because there were just so many new people that were into wanting to be part of and make tunes to have their tune played on that sound system by those djs and the groove mm. obviously became a big resident there and stuff and it was just really uh just absolutely just you could feel the whole energy the whole energy the room was so packed you couldn't get in there it was sweaty um, i was just to be honest i was really just happy to cut the queue, let alone DJ. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it sounds like the, the spark of something that you can't even even quantify. Like, you know what I mean? Like, the, you, no. you, there was no way to know how important that time was. You just knew in the moment that that it was. You know what I mean? That's 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 fucking crazy, man. I you mean, just felt every track, and then you're like, "What's that?" Now, you know what I like about drum and bass is when I get it is like kind of you hear a sound you're like how did they make that sound right every track every week at blue note was like what is that what is that wow and you just just spin you out man that's what was exciting about it people going home and trying different things and that's that's Mm. what got me into drum and bass like as a hip-hop head when i walked into a drum like you know at that point in time i was experimenting i go to house parties and like i would rap over house and two-step and breaks just like on you know in headphones or whatever Mm. and i started going to raves and I walked into a drum and bass room after I was already introduced to drum and bass, but I walked in that room to hear it on a sound system, not just over headphones or in the car. Right. And at that point in time, that's when I was, you know, as a hip hop head, I was also not just into to break beats and bass, but like the master aces of the world, putting 15s in my trunks to get that sound. When you heard drum and bass, like bring those bass lines out that would just rattle yeah, just... your fucking brain. And I was just like, what? is that you know it's like i then it became like all right this is funky but there's a scientific element to this that i need to know what is going on you know what i mean like that has always mm. driven me when people say why do you like drum and bass so much i'm like well besides me going into a deep soliloquy about how all the cultures mixed into this one beautiful thing it's scientifically mind-boggling from the break patterns to the sense themselves and what people mm-hmm. used to do to make these sounds from analog to now digital is intriguing to me and it wakes me up in the morning like this is truly the future of sound whether anyone wants to embrace that or not yeah, yeah you know it just sounded totally futuristic as well it sounded like you were listening to or you were watching terminate or something like that it, right. just, <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it sounded so like robots didn't it it was like just like what is this and the biggest thickest concrete snares man it was crazy man yeah. real good times i want to address something that uh fat buddha tv has put in the chat yeah, that's, that's uh, the cliff that's cool yeah, yeah. Cliff. okay right cliff. big up soul big up soul in the chat thank you for cliff? the bits too by the way cliff soul, cliff soul. Oh, yeah cliff cliff, cliff. oh yeah, wow i ain't seen him for ages yeah, okay yeah, what's yeah, up yeah. cliff <laughs> um, Bailey was rewinding um, that Dom and Roland tune at Blue Note. He's talking about Thunder, right? Now, for ages, I've been hearing somebody play this tune on dub plate. I thought it was Dillinger, right? And then I found out that it was because of the way the beats were chopped up in the aim and the stuff. I found it was Dom and Roland. Now, this track was more or less dead, you know what I mean? It wasn't coming out. Now, what happened was with that track, uh, Dom and, it was supposed to be coming out on prototype recordings, uh, Groove Riders label, right? Mm-hmm. And um, the, the other side of it was called, uh, God, I forgot what it's called, man. Um, but it came out in the end on 31 Records. Mm-hmm. The, the, the story here is that the other side of Thunder sounded too much like um, Subway by Ed Rush, which is already mm-hmm. out on Prototype. Oh, right. It had the same baseline. Yeah. So Groove dropped the release and I said, Dom, I heard this tune is yours. I got the tune. 
Oh, you know, I, I played that tune to death, man. That's my tune. It's still a bad <laughs> tune. Played it to death, and then it ended up coming out on his next album. You know what I mean? That tune was, oh, was the end of that tune. You know I mean? <laughs> Amazing tune. Yeah, Wonder, but huh? the one side was, um, yeah, ended up, I forgot what it was, but Prisms, I think it's called Prisms for 31 Records. That was sounded too much like Subway and Prototype, so the release got dropped. But I just I, I totally championed that 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 funded tune. It was an amazing tune because you could the way it had, the breaks went, you could cut it in and out, and it just went so well of everything. Man. Mm. So at what point? Tune. At what point did you were you able to get the opportunity to actually DJ overseas? And what was that like? Your seeing first time bass? seeing the Western world. Well, not necessarily the Western world. Anywhere overseas, where <laughs> you're seeing drum and bass outside of the UK confines. What was that like? And how, I don't know, I mean, did it seem like the people that you were seeing were getting it? It was such a small and gradual like, uh, step in terms of like audience that it wasn't like I'd arrived and there was this massive audience to go everyone going nuts and like, wow. The first time I went abroad was um, about 96, something like that. Mm. I went to Germany, I went to Berlin. Uh, this is before, actually, no, hang on a minute. Yeah, no, yeah, it was about 96. And um, MC Flux, who was a good friend of Groove Ooh, Rider. Flux, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He, was, he was MCing yeah. everywhere, and he took me over to this place called The Toaster. Now, the guy who owns The Toaster now owns, uh, what's that big place in Berlin now? Oh, it's right by the river. I forgot what it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, it was just a little place. About, pff, you definitely couldn't even hold more than 70 people like that, you know what I mean? But I was kind of like, wow, I'm in Germany. But I was more excited about, I've got all these tunes to play, I've got all these dub plates, you know what I mean? And it was that, I mean, that was the first place, I mean, before um, America became the home of, uh, of a drum bass, it was Germany. It was Germany uh, to the point where the scene grew so much that they ended up having their own producers, their own MCs, their own, their whole infrastructure they built there. Uh, and I was going to Germany so much um, from then. I was just more or less, I was there, well, a lot of people were there like every weekend in Germany, mm. going around doing tours. 97, we did the um, tour with Nico uh, for the album. Uh, what's the album called? How can I forget this? It was an amazing tour. Me, Ed Rush, Fierce, Nico, Rhyme Time. Sheesh. Rhyme Time. Was that, that wasn't for Wormhole, was it? No, it was the first No You Turn album. It was the first one, right? Yeah, yeah the very uh, first one. Talk. Talk. Thank you. Talk. Oh, okay. And there's some serious <laughs> stories. We went around Germany. That was the first kind of real kind of album tour, drum and bass wise, that Germany had seen. Uh, so we watched the growth of it. And uh, some, mm. some nights were a little bit quiet, some were amazing, but it was nice to be again on the edge of seeing stuff grow. And there were some crazy stories from that tour that I cannot tell oh because sure yeah yeah it's a, it's a, marriages <laughs> will be bro- new world is yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> marriages will be broken up people oh, will be going God, to jail madness. it's lord debauchery i tell people you know oh my wife says hello by the way um because I, hey. I was like um it's funny i was like yeah we're having bailey on and she was like my mom's dog and i was like no um <laughs> and i was like remember bailey we went on tour with goldie back then and we were on the plane and she was like oh yeah i love him so much i was like we all love him he's the- let, me, let me let me and i mean this to the fullest extent i can say it when people ask me what is the greatest drum and bass set i've ever seen and and i'm sure there's people in the chat who can verify me saying this every single time my favorite set 
clearly. Like, it's not even remotely close. Oh, we going there. We going was, there. Was the night you in Miami at a Metalheads night. Scream played. Goldie played. Um, uh, what you call it? Who was there? Tommy Lee was there randomly. After yeah, you I, dug oh, in, I think yeah. Goldie rewound like every tune you dropped. <laughs> like the second, <laughs> the whole second half of your set. You were the like, the, the, I think, believe you were the last person to play. Screenplay before you, and then you were the last person to play, and you fucking destroyed that place. I've It was the best set I've ever seen, and to this day, I wasn't even jacked up. Like, we were all just like in complete awe that you completely shut it down. But like I said, you're everybody's DJ's favorite DJ. What inspires you most when you're like searching for tunes? Like, I know that you don't care where it comes from or what style it is. It's just like, you're about equal opportunity. As long as it sounds fire, you're going to throw it in a set, right? Yeah, you've kind of said it all there, really. I My thing is like, I have to be brutally honest about how I'm feeling about the track. Even if like Dillinger or Fotex sent me a tune and it's ex- it, it just happened recently, actually, somebody who's uh, making a comeback, who was a big producer for back in the day, sent a track. Hey, this is a world exclusive. You can play this first. And I was like, no disrespect here, but I'm just not really into the track that much. You have to be, <laughs> I don't care who makes it. It has to be, I have to really, Get you know, I was, I was diplomatic about it. Don't, yeah. don't get me wrong. <laughs> it's fucking shit. But, <laughs> This is terrible. No, but um, I I have to be um, honest about like if I'm not really if it's not moving a part of me, you know, here or here, then how am I expecting anybody else to be feeling that way too? Absolutely, you know I mean? right. So much stuff that I just kind of like I put aside because it's like nah, that's not really the one. You know what I mean? And it goes through this heavy filtering system as well. You get the initial track, you listen to them all, you put stuff aside that I'm definitely going to use, and I put stuff aside I'm not really sure about. Then I'll wait a couple of days. Then I'll go back and listen again. Fresh airs. Okay, mm-hmm. how? Oh, what? I put that in there, my man. All right, chuck that in the bin. And then, <laughs> and, there's, and then there's other ones where it's like, yeah, that that is me. That is me. Um, and I think for me, really, the the most interesting music is coming from younger artists or people who are not heard of because they don't have mm-hmm. those boundaries of I've got right. this brand. It's got to sound a certain way. Uh, you know, it, that, you right. know, they just, it's raw, raw, really raw stuff. And I, I like the younger producers, man. You know what I mean? There's nothing more of like, they are like staple diet producers right sure. now. Elside, Elside's my favorite. Right Elside. Oh. My God. You can't stop that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Elside. No, yeah. Absolutely. If I have to be at a point whereby it's like, all right, what am I getting from this? You know what I mean? It can't be just because it's the newest thing or it's by this artist. I have to want to play it, you know? I have to work. Then again, there are exceptions like Fotech. You know what I mean? <laughs> Fotech, something, and it, it was a bit dark, but I was like, mm, you know what? I, I didn't feel, all, to be honest, it was a good track and I didn't think the audience would understand it, but I was like, I've got to show them that, you know, he's still around he's still doing stuff and it right. was a good track it was good it was good yeah, he's got a couple in the pocket right now he's hiding from everybody yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I guess that's been the balance for the overall i guess selling point of of the genre if we want to call it a selling point is that whenever it goes like super dark it's a certain kind of uh, community of people that just won't look at that mm. and um that's why i've always felt like presentation has been number one for us key here in the states especially to uh to figure out how to find that balance so we can give them a little bit of that two-step slap and then just hit them with the rah, you know what yeah. i mean 
and, and, so, and a, you know, it's it's, it's a it's a it, it takes a DJ. It takes a DJ. Best way. To yeah, say. it's a, it's a whole process of, of, of education. You have to try and push, uh, you know, something in there that I mean, there's a difference for a DJ. There's a difference between uh, what you think people want to hear and what you think they need to hear. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So you can guess all day and play all the you know, all the obvious tracks, but you have to go. But this one, this one is this is busting my head. They've got yep. to hear this. You know what yep. I mean? And that's that's what happened in Miami. You see, especially in particular when I'm playing the last set and everything's rinsed out, right? Right. I'm like, okay, I've got to think about this now. All right. It, 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 you know, we're talking days and days of digging around. And it's not just that year. It's like, okay, mm, that one, yeah, from time ago. I'm going to play that one and that one and that one and that one. You just line it up and, and then you have what you want to play. And then when you get there, you see what's being played. You see where the audience is going and you say, all right, this one, this one. But you have one tune that you really, really want, like that you know no one's got, but you right. work your way to it. You know, you go up and down in the set. It's the same with anyone. Like I played at, um, years ago, Shyfix Night in Herbal London. And sure, I was playing, sure. yeah, big up Shy. I was playing directly after Shy Fix. Now Shy, you know, is a dub plate master. Yeah. He gets his own <laughs> specials made any day of the week. He can. So I'm like, how am I going to follow this? I was like, okay, mm, okay. What I'm going to do? I'm going to play these tracks with the ragga samples in it, and I'm going to play the originals. You know what mm. I mean? And I think DJ Hyper played that night, and he actually missed his gig because he was like, "What's going on?" It blew his mind to be hearing all this original reggae stuff. Now you wouldn't expect people to be reacting to this. But because they recognize the samples, they are sort of, and they, they just thought it's another version, basically. But they, I think they kind of understood it was the original versions as well. And those kind of things you can do, if you think really carefully about it, you don't have to have, actually, a big bag of dub plates. Right. You can you just have to just think out of the box a little bit, but connect it with the music at the same time. You can do whatever you want. And so many directions you can go. And, and that's, I think, that's why I tell people you are who you are because there are a lot of DJs who do that in hip hop too. There's a there's a very there's a very weird line a lot of DJs try to take when you're doing what you say when you're playing what the crowd wants and you feel the obligation to teach at so. Mm. And what a lot of DJs end up with the problem is is they're too hardcore on one or the other. While people like yeah. you, people like Craze can flawlessly weave in and make it entertaining. And you're like you don't even I, that was the night in Miami it was like to the heads we were no pun intended to the heads we were in the back like you guys have no idea how much you're being educated right now mm. because it's just being hit over the head so much and it's flowing with everything else it's like mm. yo you get you get into this thing where DJs play you know either what's new and then they forget and then there's you have that conversation of like this is only it's old it's been out for six months and you're like what the fuck and then you know what I'm like, and then you hear mm. you play and you pull out a tune that i loved from five years ago we're just like mm. oh shit i forgot about this and then you'll play that and the original sample with it and it's just so yeah. much like groove and vibe and party in that that people don't realize like you're still going on a journey and that that's yeah it takes a special it's a special gift, man. See, what is good to, to keep check on is the cycle of music. How many times has Jungle, you know, you had the original Jungle, then it went quiet, then you had Digital came back on Reinforced Diddy's thing and all that, mm, right? Digital. He had his own label and function and he did the Jungle thing, then it went quiet again. Mm. Then Marcus Rizzari, Benny Page and all these people were doing their thing and Jungle came again, then it went quiet again. Then you had Aries came in, you know what I mean? Uh, Aries, yeah. Chapstick Boys, you know, Chapstick it, play Boys. Right. It goes in cycles. So all those things you might think that you might not have been able to play on that tip ages ago, you have to remember that because you can bring them back again. People might not have caught the first 
phase or the second phase, you can right. go back and say, I'm this surprised I won't see lighters on that part. You just said in the key point, you have to go back to them. And it is. Yeah, lighters to, in the it, chat. Flames lighters in the chat. Y'all yeah. know re good tunes never die, man. Good tunes yeah. never it's funny, die. And it's funny because you see yeah. DJs who treat that like, all right, well, now I have to play a whole section of this. And it's just like, I'm just, all right, if I'm going to do it, then I'm just going to do it for this thing. And then we'll go back to what we're doing. It's like, you don't mm -hmm. have to do that. Like, you just play no. what you need to play. Yeah, yeah, and I don't always have a whole bunch of tracks. Like, I might want to go a certain way. I might not always have that. So you've got to find another way to find stuff that you're happy to play as well, mm. you know. I'm not just going to go and play a whole bunch of new stuff because it's new. Right. It's just got to be right for that moment. And people will say to me, oh, what's it like in America? What's it like here? What's it like there? It depends on everything. Everything. You know, the social sure. climate depends on the weather. Is the club full? Is the sound system good? Is there an MC? You know, I mean, that's mm -hmm. a big difference. MC or no MC, massive difference. Mm -hmm. So everything, you could have one bag of records, but you might just go, right, I need to pull this now. You have to know, you can't turn up with a set that is like pre-planned. You can fall on your ass. You man. actually you have, have to DJ? What? Yeah, you, you actually, actually have to. <laughs> you actually have to select. You mean you can change? That's you got to keep so playing the plates till they move, bro. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, a lot of so people also uh, like to look at us, like a lot of cats in the UK kind of, consider us on the western world uh historians of the sort because we're so crazy about the history of drum and bass which is weird in a sense even though we're a small community and all that so um when you when you had said uh about the whole playing the records most of the cats especially in new york they wait for you to drop one of them golden ones you know what i mean one of them duddy ones like oh he played it and then everybody loses their mind so mm. it's weird because traditionally america as an american uh ears or are tuned to be top 40 airs mostly you know what i mean it's only now that i was i would say over the last 15 years that it's been more culturally pushed don't get me wrong like the 90s like the golden era was its own thing mm. you know you can't describe that and i don't think anybody in america could describe it actually all they could tell you is that you missed out all the time that was like the side gary thank you for the follow i don't mean to interrupt good yeah yeah but i just wanted to, <laughs> i just wanted to add that in there that that, you know, the idea of going back and bringing it forward is an amazing thing that I wish more people would do. Yeah, my, my of, whole, go, on, go ahead, Ben. No, 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 I, you know, I, I wanted to actually, go, speaking of going back, I wanted to go back because this, this is something that, that always really interests me. Uh -huh. <clears throat> but anybody who's creative, especially music, um, there comes that time in their young life where they discover music that's their own music that's not their parents it's not their older brothers it's not it's their own like they discovered it and it's like oh this is my shit um what was the first piece of music that you realized that you liked on your own your parents didn't necessarily listen to it you maybe you heard it on the radio maybe your friend had it but it was like kind of your your own discovery and it wasn't like introduced to you by somebody else necessarily like your parents or your your siblings or anything like that I was at school, man, in like 1982. Mm. And uh, this little spotty kid came up to me and said, hey, have you heard this? You know what I mean? It was like a, a bootleg cassette of um, Electro, uh, Volume 1. Mm. We had a Street Sound series. I was like, what's this? And I, and I heard all, Egypt, Egypt. And all that stuff. And I was like, this is like, what is this, a robotics thing, man? 
and I listened to the whole tape. It had um, Smurf on there. It had, mm. um, uh, and I was like, man, this is what this is amazing. So uh, that's that kind of started my love for hip hop. You know, before then it was like it was my parents' records. You know, uh, you know, you had the uh, the reggae albums. My mom's like really into Motown a lot, um, but it wasn't until I got that cassette and I was like, what's this music, man? Wow. Okay, then I bought the second volume, the third volume. Actually, I got my mum to buy me the third volume because mum, can you buy me that, please? And then, what, actually, I remember for my birthday, uh, one year she bought me a uh, Malcolm McLaren Duck Rock album. Uh, oh, wow, with Buffalo Girls on it. Yeah, and that, that's what I was like. Oh, then I saw the whole culture, you know, had the graffiti on the cover, you can see the break dancers. Uh, mm-hmm. That was the whole culture. I followed it from there, man. It was just that was when it first was like, what is all this other music, you know, right right on top of the when it was just breaking in the uk yeah i remember i remember like listening to you know a little bit of r&b growing up because of my mom's and jazz and smooth jazz and stuff like that even some of the top 40 like your your tina turners and shit like that like uh but all the the pink cadillac all that shit (laughs) um, i remember when i switched over to hip-hop growing up because you know i'm saying it was just school and hanging with people and then being nothing but a hip-hop head going through mc battles and then finally like stepping out to a party and going to raves and like hearing house music or two-step or breaks like really listening to it for the first time and my mind being completely blown of just like wait what is this other world that i haven't been paying attention to like when you finally like led that all the way to drum and bass, man, it's it's just a it's a crazy experience to think about. Even now, talking to old heads that I used to roll with that still don't listen to anything but hip hop, and they're just like, I don't get that no. techno shit. And you're just like, bro, I'm trying to, <laughs> trying yeah. to open up a universe to you, man. Like, yeah, well, this is the thing. It mm-hmm. was there was a stereotype that went with this early house music, you know, because it came from essentially uh, black gay discos in New York and stuff like that. Right. There's a stereotype that went with the music when it came around. So you might have people from school goes, what's this gay stuff you listen to? There's a lot of homophobia, you know, homophobia around at that time. What? Um, big time, big time homophobia. <laughs> big time. <laughs> big time. <laughs> so if you was listening to that, we'd be like, listen to that gay music for, you know? And it was, a, you know, it wasn't a problem, but it's just sort of like, what is your problem? It's just music, you know? Mm. So, um, yeah, that was, there was definitely sort of at the beginning of it, even like it, you speak to Frost about this, he will tell you that his friends would look at him like they were into reggae, you know, yeah, it's from Brixton, Brixton right. man. Yeah, it'd be like, well, you listen to that well, stuff. Well, with the techno on the man. Well, go on, Richard. I mean, so yeah, <clears throat> yeah that, the division was definitely there. I know what you're saying, Armani. Yeah, uh, you know, I've asked this to every UK head to see if I can get a proper answer. I think, Bailey, you're the one. That can give me an answer to this. Oh, These guys God, already know where I'm going, and I'm just going to ask it because I I just like asking it. But okay. What to you oh, is no. the is oh, the God. is the description of new wave music? What new is wave? New, what is oh, new wave? Music? Oh. Even the chat's like, all right, like for real. <laughs> <laughs> Again. That- is that a thing now? I thought that was something from no, the 80s. No, yeah, it was. It, it is it was from the 80s. Okay. I don't know what New Wave is. It's been, it's been talked about like as far as part of our livelihoods. And it's always been like, this is New Wave. And I didn't know what the hell it was. But they, they market it as a UK thing. That's I, I Yeah, I'm not sure. I, feel, I think it fell somewhere in between New Romantic and 
an 80s pop you know you had your ultra vox and all that sort of stuff right mm. and the new way was that it felt for me anyway new way was kind of like that look where they would like you know do that the guys would do their whole faces painted white do the tear drop i'm laughing because the chat's snapping again like, are you serious I see it, I see we it. having this goddamn conversation <laughs> it felt like that was it uh it was a strange Yo, time. this is the last Real time I'm asking a question. I swear to God. You have to ask the man who's an educator. You yeah. know what I'm saying? That's, yeah, that's yeah. Smart. You know what I mean? <laughs> How long have you been teaching now? About four years. Sheesh. Four years yeah. strong. You, so university level, yeah? Yeah, university. So, so I teach radio broadcasting. Two separate universities, right? Middlesex and where else? Well, it's it, I teach a point blank music school and okay. they belong they are under the guise of Middlesex so they like the ah, okay. music department so to speak or part of the music department. Yeah, we're doing that. For, yeah, I'm the, an actual lecturer now. Ooh. So I'm just like what? <laughs> but it's great. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Very nice, sir. You're an adult. Yeah, and um, <laughs> I'm, I, I take a real casual approach to it as well because um, well I don't like the whole. You know, rigid. I'm the I'm the teacher. You must listen. Uh, you know, I'll go drinking with students. You know, I'll invite them to. You know, hey, I'm playing here. Come. You know, it depends. You know, some that don't gel quite like that. But um, right, I like to keep it as like casual as possible. Well, within within reason, to be honest. You know what I mean, yeah, don't honest. go too far. It keeps mm. in here. Yeah. yeah. Right. Natural. Well, uh, um. So at the uh, university level, you can do that. I can't do that with my students. They're too, they're yeah. I wouldn't suggest they have, that. They, they, they still have pimples. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they can. They won't. Fucking arrested. uh, (laughs) I'm curious to the creation of Soul Emotion. Honestly, you know, uh, one of my most favorite moments is actually at one of your events, as I might say, coming into London for the, like, pretty much, yeah, pretty much the first time ever for me. And I'm going in there and people are like, MC Track, what's going on? And I'm taking pictures and doing all this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I keep and, being um, told to go. I need to. Yeah, yeah. and Step Two was playing. I think uh, the the DJ was. I can't remember, but it was funny. I walked up to him. He's like, "Oh, you're here," and it was like one of my most famous nights to the point that I literally ran out of the space because I needed to get home. It was getting too much. It was blowing my head up too crazy, and I had enough. But uh, I honestly love what you guys are doing. I just wanted to hear a little background about how you and uh, and uh, Moses is together. Yeah, yeah, yeah Moses, yeah. Need for Mirrors, yeah. The need for Mirrors, yeah. People are fanatical about the music, though. They, 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 they're in it. And it's deliberate that we uh, kind of offer them stuff that is kind of like, uh, not what you're going to hear. On the... Okay, look, let's just start from the beginning. Because, you know, we had a lot of midweek nights uh, uh, that were really successful. We had Swerve, we had mm-hmm. Movement, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then all of a sudden, there was none for years for about five years it was nothing so all you would get is like a fabric or whatever big venue would be branded nights shogun hospital this that right that's all you would get so there was nothing in between so we said instead of complaining about it let's just try something and i was and, and i said to me from i said i'm not interested in doing this unless we do it for a minimum of five years because from what i've seen in, in everything the five-year point seems to be a point where people realize that you're there to stay and you know everybody's recognized that you you know this thing is going on, you know what I mean? So we started the night and I said, look, to be honest, you know, like, I don't care if we don't get paid nothing at all. Just make sure that we can get our cab fares home. That's all I need, you know what I mean? Just, let's just do it at that level. And well, six years later, here we are, you know what I mean? I mean, there was, check it though. I wanted to check on this as well because there was nothing weekdays at all. As soon as Solar Motion started, look at the amount of week, Days yeah, that happen out of the blue, yes. It's a bang. 
loads of people you know what i mean so why did so, you guys go weekly though uh it was never weekly at f oh you mean like recently or yeah yeah because well i mean obviously before the pandemic and everything but you guys switched to weekly so yeah. what prompted that switch it's a matter of circumstance you know everything that we've done is not been right we're going to do this it's a matter of what we needed to do to, do to make it work so the whole guest is thing now the first club uh, we did was the basement which is underneath this five-star hotel called edition in the west end right central london there hasn't been nothing right. in the west end for years right <clears throat> now <clears throat> because they're not allowed to charge money to get in and it's a private members club they can only take guest list names that's why the guest list thing came around you know oh I, mean? I see okay that's how it happened and it's like we went to another hotel it was the same thing there we went to another hotel it was the same thing there uh, and then we went to another venue into the orange yard and um they wanted us to do weekly and it was, if we didn't do weekly then it would be us one week and someone else another week and we was like well no fuck that we'll, we'll we just got a chance week. to just go ahead and do <clears> it <throat> i got you yeah, everything's a matter of circumstance. So it was never right, right, right. We're going to push for this now. It was kind of like, can we do it? Okay, look, we just let's just do that. Let's just, you know, we, we can. Yeah, we, we'll make that work. And so that's why. Is weekly though? And what what's your ideal recurring event? Is it weekly, biweekly, monthly? Is is there like a different quality to each of those things that you prefer? From what I've learned, not really. Um, but I do prefer <laughs> biweekly because there's more time to absorb who's come, who's on the lineup the next lineup you know right. you got one week to turn over the next one and get everybody to know who it is that's why we trickle out you know individual names you know this person that person that person but if you've got two weeks you know i mean let's put, let's think of it in this way as well it's like if i post something on um instagram or facebook or twitter it's not till four days later that post reaches its peak you know what i mean right. not till four days till everyone's seen it you know what i mean you're like wow people reacting to this now so imagine you've got to turn an event round in a week it's just it, the, 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 the you know the breathing space right. for that event is quite tight so i would prefer fortnightlys you know mm. yeah we yeah. understand i mean just even the turnaround of this doing it every single week is a very interesting when you're like i want to promote the last thing we did while also promoting the next guest it's it's an interesting mm. dichotomy of course you're doing it on a much larger scale when you're doing throwing venues but the ideology is the same yeah and, and it's really <laughs> like it's really welcoming overall all i know is that the one place that i could probably like get super sauced fall into a joint laughing in the couch somewhere and right next to me is another dude laughing and we're rejoicing and i'm going oh wait a minute that's serum what are you doing here what are you mm. doing here? Ah! and it turns into this whole thing like yeah. you know so a lot of cats feel comfortable going there just to go hang out me and uh makoto had an amazing time the first time around you know yeah we love people yes. yeah, yeah, we, yeah. We, we just want to let people know that they've got a place where they're welcome they're going to be looked after basically absolutely you know? absolutely man yeah. absolutely yeah you know uh but yeah you know that i wanted to bring up soul emotion and that's where we are let's talk about so wait a minute where do you fit in with the whole sun and base situation are were okay. you there from the beginning were you there along the way i was there i've been to every single one Oh shit! How many years has it been? It's been like sixteen years, almost or something like that. seventeen years, almost. I believe. Yeah. Jesus, really. So originally, um, no big deal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing like it, man. There is nothing like There's it. Nothing it's the, like one of the it. most hardest things to to describe to anybody. Yes. It's a real personal. Absolutely. It's a personal experience. How it turns out can really depend on who you hang out with. You know what I mean? If you've got people who are going to be drinking, 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 then yeah. But overall. It's kind of like, well, the main thing 
it's it's like slow motion in it there ain't no backstage in it no like you, you know and it's like a quaint little place and you could be you know just walking to wherever the beach whatever and see whoever like whoever. you or whoever's yeah. at the festival How many casually, <laughs> casually walking about and people yeah. can you know, they, they talk to you it's like just everybody's just all friends all together in one place and no no sort of like it's the vip of festivals that's what i call it actually yeah it's when it, it's 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 great. Imani, one of these days... I know. As I was going to say, like, if I'll, out of all the festivals that I'm... That I've been, like... That everyone's like, you're slipping. That's the one. Everyone's like, this... If there's any festival yeah. you need to stop and go over to, it's Sun and Bass. <clears throat> so... Just people just casually hanging around all around the place. Imagine... You're right, uh, Track. You know what I mean? Imagine it's like you've got the VIP room, but that's the whole festival. Yeah. Right. Everybody's Literally. together. There's no separation between the artists. Uh, and and the people that are paying to go, it's just mm. sort of like, and it's just it's a real nice vibe, it's real natural and real organic. And I think that's what makes it special. That's dope. Lord, like, so, yeah, I mean, it's it's highly missed now. My whole timeline every the last week has been all about pictures from the past, mm, and it lets you know how yeah. special it was overall. And um, we all got moments, and 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 you know, um, you know, just the whole. I just want to get past this whole virus situation. Yeah, so no. We can open up the first time I went actually to, to actually answer your question was uh, mm -hmm. with, uh, I can't remember what year it was, man. Oh, something. Ago. Yeah, oh, something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was with um, SS. Oh, uh, World of Drum and Bass. World of Drum Yeah, we were just kind of doing tours and there was just this one gig in Sardinia. I was like, Sardinia, where is that? You know, it's we went over there. <laughs> And um, it was just, it wasn't quite the vibe that it was now. It took about four or five years for the, the, the audience to be solid, like every every year, you know, and the mm. tickets sell out in like 10 minutes these days. Nowadays, right? yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was the first time I went. And I'm not sure how the connection between me and uh, Stefano happened or Martina, uh, who are the, the organizers. Shouts to both of them. Yeah. Shouts to them for doing an amazing job. Yeah. Uh, but it just like, I kept getting invited back every year. Uh, for the first about four years, I was actually just coming in weekdays because I always had something to do at the weekend elsewhere, wherever, in, in the UK or whatever. Mm -hmm. But then Martina said to me, no, this is ridiculous. You're family now. You need to stay longer. So, you know, for the last, you know, 10 years, I've been kind of like <laughs> every, you know, the whole week. And we do, obviously, we do the La Pasta, the unofficial opening party at the beginning of it, all that sort of stuff. So, yeah. Um, that is, my gosh. You know what? The amount of people I'm just like, you need to come to this. And I cannot really explain. You cannot explain. I and I miss, I, miss I miss festivals where we actually go for the whole week, too. I'm going to make a point to go. I'm, yep. I'm slipping. It's my bad. We got time. We got time. <laughs> hey, make it a, everybody should try to make it a point to go at some point in time. It'll be worth your while. Trust me. It's sort of a fantasy island ordeal slash drum and bass, and it's done exceptionally well. Vibes, the people, the locals, everything is it's it's yeah. Plus, you got people like us who you see who give you some shortcuts here and there whenever you go. Don't even worry about it. But uh, you know, I, I've seen like there have been people I've invited. I remember mean, once one particular case, a guy called Todd, I've been saying, man, you need to go, blah, blah, blah. And I, I tried to explain to him that, you, you know, you've not been anywhere where you've seen people emotionally get moved when they need to go home and actually start crying. Oh, my God. Yeah. Isn't that a thing? Isn't that weird? Oh, my God. I cried in the uh, in the airport listening to my first set ever 
crying that I did. Number one, I was going through all kinds of nervous reactions and shock mm. because it was my first time abroad and I'm now meeting people and I'm seeing certain, and people are telling me all these stories about this song and that song. Mm. And I'll get a chance to listen to my mix as we're on layover for two hours. And I'm going, wow, I just kind of completed a huge deal in my, in, in my part of a career. And mm. I was just like, I couldn't stop. I literally could not stop for like a good five minutes. It's just the maddest thing. I've, I've never seen it before. Like mm -hmm. just people who just, they think it's got, like the thought of going home got them really emotional. Absolutely. Just like, Absolutely. And, and, you know, it's, I mean, Sun is basically, um, you know, if you wanted your, your perfect rave, uh, sort of, not, it's not about euphoria. It's about everybody as one. Yes. Right. Everybody has one. Everybody, you look and you can, you don't know everybody, but you can see that everybody feels the way you do. Yeah. Exactly. Like everybody, everybody. There's no one's kind of being waste man on the side, blah, blah, blah. Right, Everybody's right. on the same level. And um, that's what we always hope for, right? And then you realize that how special it is when you realize you've got to go back to where oh. you came from. And then you're like, am I ever going to feel that way again? You know what I mean? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> You, you know you what I'm saying? Crazy. You hit La Chinta Beach on the last day. Mm -hmm. You swim in that clear ass water. You're on. You're like this on the on the water. Everyone's so look, nice. You look to the left and you see these amazing mountains, and you look to yeah. the right and it's just all white sand. And, mm -hmm. and then you're going, wait a minute, I gotta leave here tomorrow. Are you fucking? <laughs> yeah. And, and and it just takes over you. But like, but that was that's honestly, like even. What I'm saying, I don't feel I'm doing enough justice to what the experience is. You yeah, know it's difficult mean? to say. You know? I mean, even um, I think uh, people are skeptical because it's a, uh, it's a it's small, it's a small festival budget-wise compared to those massive right. outlook things and all that. Um, I, I think they were trying to get hold of the Goldie for a long time, and there's been a number of people who've actually managed to get out there for the first time. Yeah, and I was like, just you know, because they know me, you know, I don't lie about shit, I'm not bullshit. Mm. Um, I'm just like, please, just trust me. Just go, and if you don't like it, then fine. You know what I mean? Uh, so Goldie went over there, and uh, that same day, I caught him at. Um, he was at, you know, the, the, where everyone congregates. What's the um, what's the uh, hotel uh, called? Uh, 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 Al Faro. Uh, Al Faro. Yes. He was sat there with a towel, just looking around. Screw facing. No, uh, he wasn't upset at all. He was just like, oh, he got it straight within a few hours of being there. He understood it wasn't about megastars and popping champagne off and all that. Everybody's just chilling and enjoying music on a pure level together. And that's the big shout to Devious, by the way, Bass Drive. Big shout to Devious, Bass Drive family. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yes, sir. Yeah, that's crazy, man. That's a similar vibe as like the first time we went to Shams and it was like, okay, this is, this mm. is a different thing. So I, w I would love to experience that sometime in the near future me and yeah, Lieutenant Reed nice in the this. chat talking about going out there so. yeah but I, I would say the best advice I can give is not to expect anything just go yeah and, just uh, go but just, you knew just that go back and observe yeah I know that because uh, everyone that I talk to never gives an explanation that is really never. hard to no one has ever been like yo you need to go because they're like yo they're just like oh you yeah, just you go <laughs> I'm like alright <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah even if you don't if if you, even if you go and you sort of just don't really, you know, we, not that you would, but if you don't interact as much, you sit back and watch what's going on uh, and the way people are and how natural it feels. You're just like, wow, this is this is real nice. Absolutely, absolutely. There's just too much pluses on top of pluses, on top of pluses, on top of just being in a space that 
like it honestly resets you for the year in a sense because you're like damn this is the nicest place you've been in ages and and it just and it just you know when you're ready to go you're ready to go yes you miss it but you can't wait for next year automatically off the top and, big uh, shout out to you know, uh, sorry sorry to interrupt it's just it's um, all good like some it. people are saying stuff in the chat room esoteric uh, 982 thank you for the music and inspiration uh you're yeah. welcome what can i say uh benzo kane benzo kane's in there benzo kane what's up hey, dear, benzo. Ben. what up baby <laughs> now, now you know you've got sugar brat and you've got um or sugar b mj and, you, and you've got and you've got benzo i mean yeah. wholeheartedly throwing their entire lives into this music man i yes, I, know, I, I support those kind of people all day long you know what i mean all day long all day absolutely yeah I, I was thanking her the other day for everything she's been doing for the chat and we just mm, went yeah. into a complete downward spiral of thinking about the good old days man like not just good old days they're still the days are still great but how far we've, how long we've actually all been doing this and how small these circles are and stuff man she pulled up a picture of of her jose and clancy and Clancy looks like he's 16, and like that dude's like, you know, everyone who knows Clancy Silver is like my brother. Like he's a uh, he's the super mega tour manager of the world now for Adventure Club and things like that. Mm. But he's just like the nicest guy in the world, man. The fact that we've all been around for so long, from government to Miami to across seas, just I've been on tour with you a million times. I've I've seen mm. some of your best. That's another thing I, I appreciate is you. You were one of the one of the DJs who never came over here and played differently than you did over there. And I always commended you for that because there was a lot of DJs that would come over. And it was funny because I would always tell people who would be in chat rooms and yeah, I was like, you guys haven't even been <laughs> over there yelling about whatever. Mm -hmm. They Sometimes you play different, you know, because you, you're not going to play anthems all the time while you're home, right? But right. you never did that. You came over and you played the same way all the time. It was, it was just as futuristic as it was nostalgic. Um, I noticed you've been doing with your with your um, with your new missile with the the flashbacks to to entire years. Oh yes, you do that yeah, we, nice little series. Uh, it's the last one actually. Uh, Friday, today, yeah, Friday. Uh, I, I think there's been a, a massive disconnect with the younger generation of people that are into the music and, and the past. So mm. I, I'm I'm always on. Uh, my whole thing accidentally falls into the role of educating people on the music. I will always be like, hey, this dub plate and this story and blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? So what I've done now is um, I've uh, created a feature with myself and Donovan Bad Boy Smith and uh, John Donovan Bad Boy Smith. Yeah. So every week for the second hour of the show, we'd go back to a specific year in the music. So I want to focus uh, the years between 1989 and 19. 99 11 shows because i think that's where the most change happened because yeah. 89 okay. started with house and then you get out of house and the breakbeat thing you get the jungle and i think by the time you got to 2000 and then bad company happened that mm. beat more or less stayed the same from them i think bef before that point you had a lot more percussive elements breakbeats and stuff but from <laughs> when bad company hit in 2000 everybody wants to be like bad company so the beat just stayed boom camp boom camp just like that all the time so i want to just highlight that period and show people look this is what you know what you have now this is where it all came from you know what i mean so mm. um that's why i did that you know what i mean I, I'm, I'm willing to let my big, biggest thing right now is um well I, you know it's always been a thing that just um especially talking about on radio shows if the time's right talking about these dub plates and versions of tunes that never came out I mean, the collection is just right. crazy. And because people know that I'm into it, they've just been giving me stuff. So there's all like, there's two other versions of um, 
gosh, what do you call it? Um, the Dot Scott tune. Um, you know, every day of my life. What's it? it was on the first uh, Metalheads, like Platinum Breaks. Um, uh, uh, some ghost what's it called um unofficial ghost oh yeah damn so, yeah there's like an unreleased version of uh angels <laughs> angels oh, fell there's what? unreleased version yes yeah, there's there's, there's uh, loads of other versions out there man i'm telling I you i mean what what are those that's that uh that that a goldie showed us a couple episodes ago oh, i guess bro. it was in there yeah, all the stacks of that yeah, out safety deposit boxes full of dads <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, look, yeah, yeah. look at these dads <laughs> i mean i still now um i still have some of the original blue Notes, the actual tapes that went into the Blue Note DAT machine to record the sessions, I have some of those here still because uh, yeah. you know, Storm had some and Goldie had some somewhere, and then Storm, they wanted me. Storm, yeah, to Storm. They want me Storm. to sit through it all, but there was loads of unmarked ones that I needed to listen to to hear if the MC mentioned who it was and stuff. And uh, I mean, what people don't realize is that <clears throat> if you played at Blue Note back in the day, if you DJed one week, when you went back the following week, you'd get a cassette of your set plus cassettes of it everybody oh, else wow. played that night sure so if i played alongside crust and lee i'd go back and i'd get cassettes <clears throat> i've got them right here somewhere I've, i'd get cassettes with them on it as well you know so you collect all these sets man with all these dub plays absolutely mad you know what i mean good times man real experimental times like, so, so when are we going to hear those <laughs> that, that is, they need to get digitized and mastered and all kinds of madness you, you know what I mean? send that okay. to my email all right, now this is going to be risky, mm-hmm. but I'm going to tell you that I had about, well, I've still got them. I have about 50, 60 tapes. It, it, bear in mind, these were never sold. They were only given to the DJs that played, right? Right, right. I've digitized all of them. Oh, shit! Oh, Lord! And I haven't told. The no, this is the first time I've said anything about it. Goldie's is even protein exclusive business, you know So I've got. I've got a big folder like this with all these sets that have never been heard before, never been online. And you're sending it to our inboxes right now. We're going to do I, a whole <laughs> Blue Note special next week. Speaking you know, of, if you can hear us next guest, you're, you're canceled. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, I didn't want to be mean, but the thing is, like, potentially what could happen is oh, you've got these sendings to us, and it's sort of like, well, you guys should be doing that work, not me. I'm not going to spend right. all this time buying a tape deck digitizing it making it sound loud enough mm, uh, right know, uh working out some of it wasn't marked properly some of the tapes uh just to hand it over so that's why i haven't mentioned it because i didn't want my hard work just to be like, hey give that to me that is no. bailey saying get on my level right, right. So you know, bailey, it's mostly an american <laughs> uh fan base here so the la still sleep i mean uh, uk still sleeping no i sleep. mean even so like yeah. respect that it's you. It's, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah, I, I made that effort, you know, and uh, to take, I cared enough to to do that. So I think the people who own the stuff should care enough as well if they really want it. I mean, the tapes are there. It's not that hard, you know. I just like, you got a double tape deck. I put two tapes in, they auto reverse. You just run the recorder overnight, come back and chop them up, you know what I mean? And when? Make sure they're loud enough. You well, know I'm mean? looking forward to whatever you do with that, sir. So I'm, I'm sure something's going to come out of that. Something's got to come out of that. It, they don't belong to me, so I can't do anything with them. I'm mm. sure, I mean, you can make a call. Can, I can't do anything. By the way, guys, right, I did well, a little. Did, no, my, at least you can get yours up. Get yours out. Oh, maybe. Yeah, maybe I can do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Actually, I've got, yeah, I could do that. Shall I, shall I, nah, that's just, a, 
I was going to say, shall I show you the list? Uh, <laughs> so that's a dick move. Now. I know, that's wrong. Nah, nah. All right, I'll tell you what, since we did, we've teased everybody a little bit. How we do, how, how we do. How about we know we do be tese parfitit? So how about we play a little bit of music from you right now? Uh, right. If you don't Let's mind. play Sugar. Let's play Sugar. Yeah, I was going to say, which one do you want to play? But sugar, Trent's that's, made the decision that's... for you. Thank you for coming on our show. To yeah, I'm over here just jumping in the future. I don't know what's wrong. Yeah, I was going to ask the man what he wanted us to play, but you you know. Now, people think this is Marvin Gaye in this this, this sample, but it's not. It's not even him. Oh, wow. It's not a Marvin Gaye sample. What sample is it? I can't tell you that. You can't tell me that. <laughs> no, to be honest, I can't remember. <laughs> no, no, he should have just left it. We were good. Yeah. Uh, so we're gonna play this one. It's barely. This, this came out in V a while ago from Mountain yeah, State. Right? Yeah. yeah. So we're gonna give it a we're gonna give it a flashback, and you guys know what to do with the chat. This is Roti and Poutine with the one and only DJ Bailey, the MC track, the Valiant, myself and Monty Rain. Big up. Nice. Give it a rip. Chatty, can I get the Bob Ross emoji on this one? Anybody got the Bob Ross emoji? I need that real quick. track Valiant MC myself and see Amani Rain every Thursday we are right here twitch.tv backslash Amani Rain shout out everybody in the chat throwing up them fire emojis what's up big up all Bob Ross crew
Yo, think about my Beyond Crumple. We need to get our own emoji face in your day, bro. Roti and Poutine, you're laughing about it, Special guest of DJ Bailey. At Bailey Interviews on everything. That track is too fucking funny. Five years ago, maybe? something like that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I'm yeah. terrible with dates, man. I can't remember. I was hoping you would pull. Yeah, 19 <laughs> seconds. Oh yeah, that was. Uh, <laughs> I can't remember. Yeah, man. Uh, um, I accidentally. Uh, I didn't mean to do it, but who cares? And actually, I'm gonna flip back to that real quick. Messing up the screens, you know what I'm saying? I just wanted to make things move around. But anyway, I accidentally so, uh, showed the promo for y'all this weekend, man. Oh, yeah. It's all good. Now, we could talk about that right now all as right, well. I'll put it up on the screen then. Look at that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I, I'll try my best intro. Ladies and gentlemen, as we you, Saturday night's Rama Shema Fi Slamabama. DJ Bailey Halen and everything. Bass Drive is doing an amazing really show Saturday. This. I'll try my best, buddy. Okay. <laughs> okay, but, now. You know, you remember the thing we were saying about, you know, playing last set on Miami, on Miami and all that sort of stuff. Right. Right. Now, like, here I am headlining for Bass Drive, which is a very important outlet, right? Ooh, I'm sure. kind of like, um, okay, well, psh, what am I going to do to stand up? You know, for this, I've actually made tunes to play on this. You know what I mean? Mm, I've, yeah. actually, I've actually made tunes to, you know, tunes that ain't being heard before. And uh, that's kind of what I'm getting more into lately. Um, you see, with the whole... Um, that sugar track it's a strange thing about me is i love the dark side i love that but when right. it comes to making music i cannot make that as much as i really have a feel for making that stuff mm-hmm. you know what i mean uh what i've been doing for a while now is making i've been, I've been on my radio show i've been making i've been made i've made loads of music i made lots and lots but i don't tell anybody i just put it in the show and that's it you know what i mean i feel like at the moment what's happening is um in terms of like the liquid side of things mm-hmm. it's all gone very brandy ish you know like it's oh on brand Lord, we could say that piano oh god you know what i mean like it's very real... formulaic right now exactly so i, I got <clears> fed up <throat> with it yeah. and again 
like leading for me leading by example rather than just saying this ain't good enough and moaning about it i'm like well, i'll just make some myself you know what i mean if i haven't got a dillinger kind of track i'll make a dillinger kind of track no, but it, it, but it, at the moment and uh, i've got a whole like i can play a set full of tracks that i've made that are kind of um originals i've done some of the fats um, um i've got stuff that uh bootlegs uh, i've taken stuff that doesn't have a beat on it i've done some d'angelo and Raphael sadiq stuff i've done some oh shit wait what do you you're holding out let, let the man let the man vent let the man get it all out oh. all right yeah let, let me get this <laughs> I've done all kinds of stuff. I love you so much, and we haven't talked in a while, and I'm about to blow you up for the next three weeks. Like, yo, what's up? I'm just feeling right, right now the depth of soul in that stuff that's supposed to be liquid ain't deep enough for me. And I listen to, when I'm listening to drum and bass, I listen to a lot of neo-soul kind of stuff. Uh, something just broke. Uh, yeah, it's all right. It's only two GoPros. It's all right. Oh, Lord. Um, and... Um, and um yeah i listen to that and lo-fi hip-hop blah 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 you know like jay dilla stuff yeah. you know imagine jay dilla right that's what inspired that track imagine like mm. a jay dilla kind of groove but you put a drum and bass beat on it i'm really into that right now and i've made loads of stuff that has that i will say uh, I, I i gotta say liquid wise will miles makes liquid that is a lot like that where yeah. it feels like dilla might have made a drum and bass off, tune you know what i mean well, so off top for me i'm gonna I'm put miles I'm gonna put Mr. Joseph, and I'm gonna just yes, give a big absolutely. shout to him. I'm also gonna give a big shout to Intellect because Intellect seems to be like the grade of where you should, where where uh, Liquid should be or roll into. Not to saying that that's the way, but what he I was doing to, was phenomenal. No, I've, I've actually my man. Yeah, actual sure, soul for sure. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if this falls into that category, but I, I used to show a lot of people who never heard drum and bass before. I wanted to hear something like really easy. Like, like Mutt, Mutt used to make like pop. Yes. Canadian. Oh, yes. Like, you know what I'm saying? Pop yeah. Squeeze was probably, I, I play that right now. And it's like I, my household, whole house dances. Like, you know what I'm saying? And squeeze. Like, <laughs> ding, 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 and squeeze. Like, this sad <laughs> so fucking good. Um, Mr. Uh, uh, I was going to say diligent fingers, uh, is in the chat right now. I got to big him up a little bit because the liquid that Daily he puts fingers. out is, what is, up, is really, really quality. That EP he put out in Liquid Lab was nice because it was nice. Yeah, I have a shit from man, the whole fucking liquid sauce that's out there right now. It was right. it was different. So and definitely a big up to Mr. Joseph. Mr. Joseph and and Ilmatica are Ilmatica. Those guys great are becoming a tandem. Now. That video they did was amazing, <clears throat> and just the yeah. whole soul and the effort that they're doing right now is. You know, shouts to V. Shouts yeah. to what Brian and the boys are doing right now. I'll tell you what, Billy. Let me. Uh, we've got another. We've got another one out here for you. We'll give you a minute to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let the man get himself the together. Yeah, yeah. Tell you what. So we've got another tune right here. This one's called Stargazing. For those who whoa, don't whoa, know whoa, that. whoa, 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 whoa! Don't bring whoa. it in like that. Don't bring it in like that. Hold on, hold on. I wasn't gonna bring it in like oh, that. I'm okay, trying to right. give the man some time. You know what? All right, all right, all right. No, you good. You handle it now. No, no, I go. No, this is the trap Chatty, chatty. I just want to say. Everybody that knows this record, you don't know this record. What we have right now is a special VIP version of Stargazing. Tali Bailey go in and, and it's a vibe. Um, it's some we other people that I can't remember. Man. I'm gonna let Bailey go ahead and <laughs> you know, yeah, I, I talk sometimes, but it happens to me. Yeah, uh, you, <laughs> you know, mansplain Bailey. That's crazy. Yeah, I did mansplain <laughs> Bailey. It, it's kind ah. of a, it's kind of a. It's kind of a bit like, like I say, there's the, the angels for the VIP versions. Like that, when people are making tracks, they have other versions of the track. And um, this Tali tune, um, I had other versions uh, after it, 
and because mm. I wasn't like, I didn't feel like it was finished so I never bothered you know you know I, I, how old was the tune I mean that was before Sugar right, right. so uh, there's this other version that I was like oh yeah actually that sounds alright man I need actually literally going to play it for the first time uh, this week on my radio show mm. um, I'm like, yeah so I mean you're the first person I've given it to not, nobody even know that version exists Brian doesn't even know to be honest you know, I just had an air horn <laughs> if I had an air horn yeah <laughs> So um, basically, there was there's a producer called D-Lo. Um, D-Lo, okay, thank you. Yeah, D-Lo, who uh, did a, a track, which blended really well, the vocal. And I asked him to do a version with Tyler's vocal on his track. And, uh, uh, wait, is this D-Lo from the States or D-Lo from... Yes, from- D-Lo from the States. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. And I was like, Bigger. I don't know, let me Bigger try this myself. D-Lo. So I yes. took basically took D'Lo's melody and I put it on the track and it fits like uh, it's just nice. Like a glove, like a glove. It fits. Yeah, down. like a glove. Yeah. What's, what's up? Stay South family stand up. Whoa! I didn't. Even, I wanted to ask. I was like, you was like D'Lo. Wait, is this the same D'Lo? I don't know. Yes, yeah, D'Lo. Yes, yeah, D'Lo. Yeah. Big up to those cats down in the TX, man. Big up, big up. Yeah, this, this, I was. This was supposed to be played first on my radio show tomorrow, but I guess it's gonna be first here now. First here, <laughs> first, and we are privileged. You are all privileged. Do you want me to wait? No, go for him. <laughs> go for him. I've got to try and fix this camera, though. It's on the floor. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. We'll put it on and then yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. put on a screen or some shit. All right, cool. Everything's fine. Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. <laughs> Stargazer VIP. Remix by D-Lo. Exclusive, exclusive, exclusive. Roti and Poutine. <laughs> Silly tonight, and I don't care. <laughs> I can still hear you, psycho. <laughs> Exclusive Roti and Poutine, the DJ Barry. This one's called Stargazer, featuring one and only Tyler. Roti and Poutine, everything is good to see you. Shout out everybody in the chat, I see you acting. Pick up.
Sorry, chat. We don't do rewinds. We don't do rewinds. Light it up, light it up, light it up. Big up all Bob Ross crew in the place. I see y'all. Thank you for the Bobby Ross. Go to child doing the Brian G dance right now. got a really big up D-Lo for that, really. He brought the song. Yo, shouts to D-Lo. Holy smokes. Yeah. He lit a fire under that track. Like, I mean, to be honest, is is as good as the original, of course. I was a huge fan of the original, two-stepping all over the place. But this was like an absolute surprise to me so much. So, also, I want to give you thank you for believing in some stateside warriors out here trying to get involved and getting into the circle of things and records like these make me proud and honestly so big salute big salute big this is a really dope record overall absolutely absolutely Absolutely. Um, i mean truthfully i'm just really uh from you know someone who's seen it from the beginning i'm really just proud of the expansion of this music you know you gotta bear in mind you know the drum uh, it's not just drum and bass that came out in the uk so you've got garage you've got you know the yep. whole ukg thing you've got um dubstep you've got grime and i mean the, the, what's been here the longest you know what i mean it's us all of us together you know what i mean uh, you know I, i'm really just proud of everybody it doesn't matter if 
you know um you're not making tunes you know if you just go to the events and stuff you know what i mean um anyone that's part of this is a very important part of this and i'm really proud that we look at us years later it's been like almost 30 years drum and bass still going you know what i mean it's like that really says a lot about the music and i've seen all parts of the world I never thought i'd even go to because of it Same. people have been going kuala lumpur and hawaii and i went to blooming was it costa rica and stuff it's crazy man it's just amazing I've seen, man, I've seen it's worldwide. Been. It's and it's in the right countries. If you ask me, you know, I I want to go somewhere where people want to dance. At the end of the day, mm. and uh, people are dancing around the world. That's just fine with me, if you don't mind me saying. Mm. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, it's always been this thing of like for for Americans, for the most part, to want to come to London to feel what it's like in the mecca. And uh, there is still nothing like going to London and rocking out and just blasting off overall you know what i mean so i think this right here the the the, the spirit that travels along is being picked up and we have these pockets that happen as well but you know we all do it in with uh with the solidarity of what it was like in london obviously you know so big salute to all my london heads you know see states got love for you it's funny Don't think uh, out here hating you know what i mean <laughs> It's funny. Uh, shout out DJ Crazy who just hopped in the chat. He was here last Craze up in here. It's uh, trash. Craze. Oh, oh, yeah. I've got some crazy stories too, Miami. Oh, yeah, don't we all? oh <laughs> you need to drop them. Crazy stories, stories too. <laughs> yeah. I know he remembers a, a guy called Bear. Remember Bear from UDG? Oh, yeah. What a crazy night, man. Uh, anyway. Yeah, man. But uh, I, it's funny that he hopped in because I was literally just about to echo the sentiments you said not two minutes ago. It's like, I've tra- I've seen half the world specifically because of drum and bass like I, mm-hmm. my passports are full because of this music and because of drum and bass it's it's why we even you know not to bring it up because i'm not going to dwell on it but it's why we took the political issues so seriously it's like we were such a such a united culture um and underground uh, of acceptance and unity and and to watch that transpire no matter what country i was in was a very very special thing that i will never let go of you know so yeah, I don't know where I was going with that outside of saying that people are beautiful. <laughs> I was just trying to say something beautiful, you know. It's just like a, it's, it's a really good thing, man. And you know, I was gonna piggyback off a little bit uh, what, what T was saying. Um, you were one of the UK heads that was coming over a lot, and uh, especially like along the East Coast, DC, and stuff like that um, back in the day in Toronto, and so that that meant a lot because <clears throat> not to not to shade anyone else in the uk but you were sort of <laughs> you were sort of con, uh considered by a lot of people over here to be sort of like a higher level <laughs> i was like i'm <laughs> so interested on where this is going <laughs> okay so i didn't notice so it was you know it meant a lot when you were coming over here as i don't want to i'm not like i said i don't want to shade anybody else but hmm. when you were coming over it meant a lot for the American drum and bass heads who really educated themselves about the music mm-hmm. um, more so than say maybe somebody who else who might be a flashier name mm-hmm. um, that, that meant a lot, especially like in places where like, you know, like up and down the East coast, especially places like DC and, um, and that whole corridor. Spots, um, yeah. Yeah, because, time Rocky with Bailey was in DC actually. Yeah, Those are the see, first guys. Actually, you know, that's my first time in America was Washington. Too tough. Wow. You know, yeah, Peter too tough. tough. Yeah, slant. Right. Those guys. Yeah. Shout out to my boy Peter. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Slant. And, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout Andrew. 
Yes, mm-hmm. Andrew Definitely. as well. Those cats was lovely, man. Yeah, yeah. But the yeah. whole crew, I'm forgetting people, but yeah, oh, and you know, insane. I saw you at, at Buzz back in the day, and it was like mm. that was a, a very magical time for me. So, and you're, yeah, thank you, I man. I, I see a bunch of those flyers back there. Yeah. You got a bunch of those flies over there. <coughs> you got a bunch of them flyers over there hanging on, the hanging on the wall. Oh, your, that's what it with is. your names on them. With your names. I, on. I think you know, going back to DJs who would come over and play anthems, oh, like you know, I, I wouldn't compromise. No. I think. Um, that's kind of not the job. My whole, I thought, I felt that my thing was to come up and say, here's what's coming next. I was quite good at spotting like clusters of music that uh, were coming next. And I'd be bringing it on dub plate to you to be like, this is what's next. This is what I'll be playing without announcing it. You know what I mean? There's no point in coming over and playing anthems and all that sort of stuff. You can throw one in to keep the crowd warm, you know what I mean? But like, um, you've got to sort of like, drum bass has always been about going forward, you know what I mean? Right. But you know, every, you, you do look back a little piece, but you know, because I had access to these tunes so early, I felt like my job was to go, well, this is kind of what's coming next, you know what I mean? Like, listen, listen to this batch of stuff, this shit's crazy. So yeah, that's what I enjoyed doing. Yeah, it got, uh, real, it got real weird for a couple of years. It's like everyone that came over only played anthems. It was like that was it was Miami was like Miami's like worst. <laughs> it was like you just go and it was like every party was the same for three hours and it was like I think right. everybody needs to learn how important it is to just be completely different. Like um I remember playing at Renegade Hardware back in uh the late nineties mm. and uh everybody had like, you know, because it was a big night, right, at the end, everybody was cutting these dub plates, getting exclusives, blah blah blah. And and again my brain just went what am I going to do? You know what I mean? So someone had played before me, like the hardest set, right? I came in with a real, like a punchy bass line, but it was liquid. You know what I mean? It just right. reset everything and then build it up again. And that's when I played fun. Then just murdered the bar. Dude. Yo, that's when I sounded in motion on white label. I think it was like 99 or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, wow. Mm. Yeah. I yeah. mean, you, you can attest to it. Cause we've had numerous conversations. Like I love that. I think that's the best part of, of being a, of, I'm not a DJ, but being a part of that experience, I'd craze we did it. Any DJ we're with, mm. and real DJs who were just like, all right, like, should we play differently because the person before us? I'm like, no. It's like, we're here. Reset. Start over. Mm. Like, mm. you know what I'm saying? Like, go completely opposite of what was in front of us because yeah. you're, you're good enough to bring them back to your personal journey. It doesn't yeah. matter. You get a lot of DJs who are like, oh, man, they're playing so hard. I got to change my whole set. And I'm like, man, fuck that. Like, we... You know what I mean? We came here to do what we came here to do. So let's just do that. Uh, big shout to Burner Brothers. Oh, yeah. Al Seen in a bit. Oh, that's Al. I thought it was Al. He do Al. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Al Seen out for a long time. Hey, man, yeah, when's that yeah, album yeah. coming out? If you put it in the chat, if you have a date, if you don't have a date. I know we've been talking about it, and you probably don't. Oh, that man, that man don't want to give up dates right now. He's trying to get everything 100%. I know he do. They're close. It, They're I close. dare you to put a date in there, Al. I dare you to put a date in there. How about that? How about a guesstimation? Yeah, yeah. Uh, also, big shout to Dave Bass Windu, like the infamous. The infamous. Oh, the yeah. infamous. From DC. Yo, and Dave Purug's in there. Oh, um, it's good to see yeah. a lot of these people in here, man. Dave Purug's, wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cruise golden Child as usual. Yeah, Golden Child up in here. Mm. Crazy. I'm not yeah. faded. I'm just, you know what I mean? It's been a long day, bro. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long day. Dilly's in here. Vegas in here. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, Craze, we need to reconnect because, um, wow, it's been a long time since. You know, Craze, <coughs> Craze is open-minded. He's the first guy to 
uh, he put a track of mine that I wasn't even too sure about. He put it on a compilation. Uh, it was actually uh, engineered by Breakage, and the tune was oh. called Crazy, Oof. and he put that on a compilation. And um, I was like, really? Someone wants to use that? Okay, fine. And he went for it, and I just really respected that because uh, it wasn't even coming out. I just, I'd just i sent it to him, so I'd love to send you more stuff, Crazy. so we're going to link, link up again soon. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, Crazy is, Crazy is hot right now. With the, uh, he's doing a bunch of stuff right now, so I believe, behind the scenes. So, yeah, we yeah. had him here last week. It took him two hours to, to recognize the homie, but it was all good. <laughs> It is all good. We gonna talk about it. <laughs> nah, I'm playing. Oh wait, you're the MC. Track. <laughs> oh, that's you. Oh, oh, oh no, that's what I get for laying low on the goddamn. Favorite part of that entire show. So, what what parts of the country are you all in right now? Where are you? <clears throat> I am in Atlanta. Track is in New York, and uh, MC Bo- Booby is in Canada. You're not yeah. gonna let it go, dude. It's your fault. It's you Bobby. <laughs> It's oh, Bubby. I like that you're upset that. Anyway, I yes. <laughs> hey, it's my my wife's pet name for me. I got it. I want to make sure it's accurate. Uh, yeah. I'm about I'm about two hours away from Toronto. Toronto, see that home base. Yeah, could live there. I love I love Toronto. Toronto is no, amazing. So do I. It's Canada I love it. generally. People are just too fucking expensive these days. So living in Toronto now is okay. It's, it's a rich much. man's game. Yeah, Toronto's changed a lot. So we like yeah. cause I haven't, I haven't. It's been a little while since I've been at those sides. I mean, is it still as vibrant as it was before? As far as where? Uh, anywhere, or just around America and and Canada's like two definitely strong places for drum and bass. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, uh, yeah, Canada's strong still. Uh, LA's really strong. LA's Denver's really tops. strong. Denver's on point. Um, ATL is like Atlanta's. Atlanta's it's like coming. finding new oil in ATL actually yeah, right now. You we're, know what I mean? we're gonna bring you through when everything comes back through. We we yeah, actually yeah, yeah. started a campaign called uh, "Pouring the Gas" um, on it, and uh, we've been. As a community, it's not been a, it's not a me thing. It's not an MJ thing. It's literally yeah. all the community access parties, uh, elevate crew, torch DMB. People have been putting in, yeah. you know, I mean, torch has been throwing free parties since I'm beyond way before I got here, and mm. uh, every single every single month um so we've all basically been trying to get together to make sure that we can pour gas on this scene as a family together because we feel that's the only way this is going to grow so we all support each other's parties uh big small sharing venues yada 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 for the for the for the better the good you know mm. so yeah the other things as well is like uh you know obviously i'm always look on the lookout for like newer names that are coming through and even the, actually the people in the chat it might even be able to let me know who are new names coming up or people uh, I need to know right about now. from stateside that, you know, or, yeah. or Winslow, or check for Winslow, check Winslow, for Winslow. 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 Winslow, check for Cyber Posix. He actually Cyber makes a lot of good, a lot of good I'm, lo-fi. I'm writing this down. Yeah. Uh, check for Echo Brown. <laughs> Everybody in the chat, put your names up. Kamarion, Cyber Posix, you know, Will Miles already. Winslow. Echo Brown, Echo B. Okay. Um, uh, who else is out there killing it, young heads? I mean, you got D'Lo already on the list, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Justin Hawks. Uh, Justin Hawks is uh, AKA Flight, yeah. For formerly Flight, yeah. Um, okay. The Burner Brothers, obviously. Burner Brothers, new joint, but he, he don't need to write their names yeah, on whatever. the list. Really yeah, yeah they don't know. <laughs> <laughs> He's a fucking with you seen. We're fucking with you seen. Uh, I'm a rat. Yeah. Craze out. Craze is coming out with some tunes, so you need to hit him up. Oh, Craze! I didn't know that. Yeah, Craze is dropping. Out. Right. Him out. Uh, <laughs> He's gonna be New so York mad. heads. New York heads. Uh, DJ Passive and DJ IQ have been. Uh, they've been on some stuff lately. 
Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, IQ, IQ sends me stuff. Uh, thanks. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, thanks all right. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Esoteric. Esoteric, yeah. Okay. I'm getting all this down, man. I'm going to do some social media. We're yeah. doing it live. Yeah. Echo, yeah. I said Echo Brown. I said Echo Brown. I'm not new, Echo. but me. <laughs> Valiant. Valiant. No, you know what I mean? Uh, oh, you're the MC Valiant. Oh, there we we go there we go i thought i recognized you <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh, um, okay. wait what time did they have you set up for for on the bass drive radio yeah uh, let's talk about we kind of like started oh yeah how so hey how's that gonna work because are there any, i saw some there's mcs but are mcs gonna be rolling with bailey and clute as well or what's i that? i um i don't know well, <laughs> but devious can uh, is devious still in the chat there? Maybe he can. Uh, he might be listening, but no, I can pretty much just tell you that it, it will be some connecting to connecting, but it won't be all live. It's just that MCs will be with the DJs when it's time to roll for the most part. <clears throat> so, you know, um, I don't want to spoil all the secrets, of course, because I want to keep the magic in the sky. But uh, there's a lot of. Uh, so let's go over this one more time. Saturday, right. September twelfth, uh, starting at eleven a.m. Uh, right, uh, which is. Yeah, which is uh, 5 p.m. UK time. Okay. 5 p.m. UK time. UK time, which right. is what for us? Like um, 11 o'clock. 11 o'clock. There you go. 12. 12. Well, we start at 11, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> start okay. at 11. Well, they start at 11 a.m. It'll be live right. studio from five different locations. You've got Bailey Clute, Invader, Sweet Pea, Donovan, Prozo, Promozo, Space Funk, Space Funk, YG. Yeah. yeah. YG. So, what did I say? Yeah. I, I don't know what you said. I don't, I don't know, know what, what you said. said, it said it. Too Shy said it. MC, the track will be there. Sophie Mari, Elmatica. Um, yeah. And it's all going to be on Bass Drive. Yeah, we um, want y'all to catch that. Yeah, 11. Yeah, it starts at 11 a.m., man. So we want y'all to catch it. I'll be on the early side. I'll be through the whole night, actually. But uh, it's just going to be a popular night. I'm probably going to say hi to Bailey at some point. So be there to catch me to say good. hi to Bailey. In I'm going to tune in specifically just for that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be probably doing a few tunes live as well. If you want to know if, if the voice still works, we will find out. Who knows? I might sound like Tika Mouse by the time I'm on, but I will be there doing a few tunes live as well. Uh, and it's just going to be fun. It's something that we dedicate to you guys, for everybody that's, you know, stayed in during the pandemic, of course, and to Sun and Bass, of course, which is uh, what everybody misses. So I think this is a special moment in time. Shouts to Devious again. Donovan, mm. you, you the man, yo. Yeah, so, man. Uh, love you, man, too. Super big you. shout out to you, good sir, for hanging out with us tonight, for taking time out, for staying up. That's, yeah. a, that's a big deal. For real. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, so, it's like, that's, that's an commitment. <laughs> it's like 10 to 5 in the morning here. Yeah. Woo-hoo. So, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to let you go. <laughs> no, I mean I'm you can stay if you want. All right, we'll we'll stay going. Oh, yeah, yeah, we yeah. do have one. Okay, so we do have a tune to play from track. Um, oh, you know what? Before we get into track, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's cool. do one, one more like hurrah to Bailey. Because people ask me this all the time, and I never ask these questions because it's it's a very interviewee question. But I feel yeah. like because I know you, I might get a different answer out of you. What is okay. the <laughs> what, what is the wildest party story you're allowed to tell? Oh, <laughs> 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 um, yeah. Oh, you thought I was going to ask you something like official? No, I, you know me better. Um, Where did you get your name, Bailey? Yeah, from? no, we're not doing well, that. Well, there's no <laughs> in between, basically. Um, uh, 
just things I just can't. <laughs> I just can't talk about those things. <laughs> Do you remember when I got arrested in Miami? Jesus. Do you remember that? I went to jail in Miami. No. Oh my God, man, that was crazy. For what? I don't even know. Should I be talking about this? I was going to say, are you allowed to talk about that? Why? Is, is it over? It's not a continuing yeah, like, <laughs> Are you allowed to go back to Miami? <laughs> it's, it's over. What? Yeah, I mean, that was... Uh, I don't know about... It, in terms of it being a wild party, but that was just kind of like, wow, I ended up in jail in Miami. Jesus. That's a, that's a, that's a milestone. W, WMC, you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> when it was I was good. basically coming to the defense of Randall who's being picked on. And you know, you get, you, you, you're downtown in Miami and, and, and uh, it's different vibes down there. And right. there's this new yeah. club that hadn't experienced drum and bass before. So people were smoking stuff, you know what I mean? And uh, the bouncers weren't happy about it. This is a new club. Wait, 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 wait. What club was that? Andy Collins. Diesel? Was I there Diesel. for that? I think I was there for that. It was a long time ago. It was a Metalheads night, right? Yeah. Go ahead. Finish the story. I'm sorry. <laughs> so somebody, I'm not going to say who, but they were smoking and uh, I don't smoke, but I just saw these bouncers being really on this guy's case. And um, I basically, oh, God, bear in mind, you got one thing you've got to remember in this story is that the the, the, the drink measures in America are way stronger than in, a, in England, right? Which is funny because we're like, these shits We think it's, we actually think it's, yeah, we be complaining like a mofo about our joints, boy. Really? My yeah, God. That's why people sure. get so mashed up when they go elsewhere from, from the UK because it's like the measures are completely different, right? So anyway, I'm in there with Storm and stuff and we're at the bar drinking. Uh, it turns out, I didn't even realize, but I had the equivalent of like 12 tequilas, something like that, right? So I'm seeing Jesus. all this bullying go on. The, the night ends, just cut a long story short, the night ends and I go outside and this DJ's on the floor like this. And I just lose my shit. I'm on tequila. I said, what? You started talking? I, I actually threw my headphones on the floor and um, then some officer came out of nowhere and was like, you know those telescopic baton things? That, psh, it just came out like this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And he just waved it in my face like, get off the street, son, like this. And I just was like, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Like this, right? Goldie obviously knew that you don't play with these people. So don't ask no. that question in the States. <laughs> he, he lived in, a, he used to live in Miami. He knows the police over there. He knows how they are. He doesn't know them personally. Mm. Uh, and he just said, no, it's all right, officer. He's coming with me, put his arm around me, walking off. And as we're walking off, this big hand, bam, like this, pulled me like this. And um, I just heard everyone go, no, no. And then they just chucked me and this guy in the back of the police car. Oh, shit. And that was us for nine hours. But I was lucky because, um, you know, obviously, if you go in at the weekend, you don't get out until Monday, right? That's right. No, sir. I was out the following day, luckily. I think, you know, apparently I'd embarrassed a rookie cop and um, mm. he just wants to teach me a lesson. I've, you know, I've still got the paper. There's a lot of that going around. You know, yeah. it's funny. Um, while, <laughs> while you tell that story, I was literally trying to go through everything in my brain and I was like, for as long as I've known you, I've never seen you mad. <laughs> like, ever. It takes a lot. It takes a lot. <laughs> I've never seen you out of pocket. Not one time. Yeah, and we've been in some shit, <laughs> like, you know. Oh God, I've seen. Yeah, it takes a hell of a lot. I'm calm for the most part, you know. If this, especially in sort of times of crisis, or you know, it's, I right. my brain kicks into another gear, and I really focus on what needs to be done rather than just going mad. Right. Unless I'm tired. There's been times when I've been tired, and I've sort of like, yeah, poor London cab drivers. I've started arguments for no reason. <laughs> You know what I mean? Mm. I just want to get home. What the fuck? They want to charge me some ridiculous money, and I just lose my mind over nothing. But um, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I'm not. 
I'm not into all that testosterone bullshit. Is that the same year that TC and Navigator got into the swing swing too as well? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Ask MJ. Yeah. MJ is out here. I don't even know about that. We laugh about that shit all the time. That was such an interesting... That was an amazing time. I didn't go that year, but yeah, that was amazing. (laughs) For sure. Wow. I saw TC out on a sidewalk with like 700 people. (laughs) Like, yo, like, what's. I didn't know about this. It was weird to walk through that crowd. Yeah, I think there was a ride. Yo, Monty, man, what's good, son? Yo, I'm like, T, it's me. It's it's four in the morning, my G. Like, (laughs) tone it down. (laughs) Just like, I don't have time for this. Jesus. And then they got into a fight, like, whatever, later, and they both got arrested. But anyway. MJ says that they were beefing over Lady MC. I don't know See, you talking too much. Story story all that. You ain't even supposed to read all that out over. This story is Hey, over. it's in the chat. People are going to see this anyway. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm reading this out for people who are no. visually impaired. No. And they want to enjoy the full experience what, of the chat. What happens in the chat stays in the chat. What happened in the chat? These guys out here telling it all. Whatever happened, happened. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. Ain't no church in a while. Anyway, we've got this one last tune to play. We are winding down, actually, believe it or not. So I'll make sure we're going to play this tune. The reason uh, we're playing this tune, though, uh, we actually played it last week. It's a f- fucking fire tune. And uh, it actually didn't come out like Track said it was supposed to. It's completely his fault. And you should definitely hit him up on all his social medias and complain. Don't blame the offices. Don't blame me. Blame the offices. It's completely Track's fault. We talked beforehand. He was like, yo, I'm going to lie and say some other shit happened. I was like, nah. I'm making all this up, by the way. Anyway. Tune's fucking sick. For those who haven't heard it, for all the new people in the chat, and uh, Bailey, if you're going to stick around and hang out with us for... for... Mm, yeah, I'm here. Yeah. <coughs> this old, is the... Uh, officially came out yesterday. Well, 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 no, it's still it's not even 12 just yet, but it came out yesterday. Paul T and Eddie Oberon, bad bonus. One more mm. time, because last year, last week, y'all liked it so much, we decided to play it again. That's totally the enjoy, reason. Enjoy, enjoy, <laughs> enjoy. All right, I'm going to go for some of this. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, like yeah, my yeah, favorite background. Yeah. This is the bad bonus. This is the bad bonus. Yeah, yeah. Now, exclusive. This is the high stage main event. Live games play the way. High stakes, main attempt to fly when we embrace the wind. Time fly, races spin around the track of rain winds. Sailing to escape the grin. Inhaling the vapor and losing when the steam is made with dreams to the peak of vape. Fumes and killer embers mean the championic championic high life for high flames. It's everything it seems to be. So when the track is strong, we're we'll right in the scenery. Thanks for the scenery. Rolling like a Harley Davidson on sunny days. Bright like casino lights when his money's made. Hitting like heavy rights when it ready rocks. Heavy as a baseline off the hooper box. At the hooker spot, you know what I mean? Yeah. 
devastated till all my point is exclamated. Uh-huh. Celebrated when dedicated to renegating. Elevated from bottom faces is plain facing. Uh-huh. Work my ways till I make it because I'm dedicated. Taking the breath and then let off all that is left of me. But no vocal projected because I go to Kathleen. See I'm bad to the bone when it ready rocks. Heavy as a baseline out the roof of box. Rolling like a Harley Davidson on sunny days. Bright light, casino lights, when his money's made. Hitting like heavy rights when it ready rhymes. on the recorders and all DJ spots. Yes, Let's get it in. Live and direct, routine, poutine. The MC Armani Ring, the track MC, the Valiant MC, special guest, the DJ Bailey, at Bailey, into beats on everything. Go to his Twitch channel too. Check out his next drive, the Bishop with the This one's called Bad Bonus. It's actually out now. Like you say, it's Bailey. Bad Bonus. It's out now. It's out now. Is it it's, I think out some of y'all knew already because I was getting a couple of DMs about yo. I thought you said it was coming out. I found <laughs> out it was coming out to next week. What kind of shit you on track? And I was like, yo, I didn't know. And um, I'm glad all things are sort of rectified now and everything's running. So. Once again, thank uh, you for your support. That's it. For yeah. those who didn't hear, shout out Winslow for hopping in the chat. Appreciate the follow as well. Shouts to Winslow. Yeah, we were just bigging you up, bro. Yeah, man, we was giving you all the propers, man. You might get checked out by some of these elite DJs, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Winslow did a wicked remix for me. I actually am waiting to play it. I'm not going to play it just yet, but I played on the radio oh, who's being this Sunday now? night. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, played on the radio this Sunday, so people can. It's fine. Bailey gave us it. an exclusive tune that he was going to wait till tomorrow. But you do, you know what I'm saying? Ooh. I appreciate your dedication to the show, Valiant. Yeah, you can have another one if you yeah, want to. Yeah. Is, well. <laughs> hey, D D13, appreciate you, bro. Thank you for the follow. Hey, um, uh, let's just DJ's. take it to the chats and just say uh, if you guys got any questions, one last question before we close out. Ask it now. This is I'm nice. not asking Bailey How why dare. did he have the name Bailey. I just want to say that right quick. I'm not asking <laughs> Bailey. That. I'm just not. I just can't. Where'd you get your DJ name? <laughs> My name is Michael Bailey. I was going to say, how do you, does no one know that? <laughs> I thought we were joking. I was like, wait, what? Yeah. That's his name. That's his name. Absolutely. <laughs> Yo, how'd you come up with you? How'd you get your name? <laughs> My mom gave me the name. <laughs> so sick. So wow. Let's All get right. it. Nobody's got any questions. We're going to move oh, on. Oh, I got my name. That's good. Nobody cool. got 
No questions. All right, what's no your questions. favorite track ever? There it is. You got the one question. Each favorite track ever. Favorite track ever. 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 Like this is the, this one. the most and, impossible and question and to answer. And I'm gonna put it on Twitter and tell everyone else they suck. So be prepared. Well, I mean, I mean, if you're gonna talk about jungle, it's gonna be uh, Ooh, um, like uh, Babylon by Splash. Ooh, really? That tune is choice. bananas, man. Ooh. All right, all right. Huh. That tune's got everything that I like about it. You know, I, I, in those in those days, I typically liked those smooth melodies, and then bang, smashed over the head with something, uh, and that that did everything on the reggae tip, all the sound effects. It had everything I needed at that time. Babylon, crazy tune. Uh, I also liked um, a tune from 1991, 92 by a guy called Joe. The track was called Anything. You know, in those times, it was all really hardcore, breakbeat, mad, crazy sounds, weird stuff in those days. But that was the cleanest and darkest track. That was actually mm. the track that stopped me from listening to hip hop and just going full time. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, that, I was like, whoa. What's it called okay. again? It's by a guy called Joe. It's called Anything. Anything. Right so simple, such a simple tune. Uh, favorite MC highlights no. along any of your sets? We already asked the question. Did you kind of? We did, we did. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, don't don't give them too much power. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, if, if we're asking Bailey what his favorite track is, what about you guys? I don't have. A you know favorite what? Track you know, right I don't now. have a don't favorite track either. But I will say, um, you you mentioned the thing that that like really sparked what got you out of hip hop. I'm not, I'm not going to say this got me out of hip hop, but uh, what was it? Enter the Mask? Is that what's the name of the tune? Makai? Enter the Mask? The old hmm. Ghost in the Shell remix thing? Uh, I got to hunt it down now. You guys killed the dead air. This uh, all right, track, track. If you, if, if you found out that you're being shipped off to the moon in like 15 minutes what what one track would you take with you right now it doesn't have to be off to the moon yep and you can only take one track with you uh, that's not even fair one tune. i know it's not fair that's why we're masking it's, it's gotta be like, why I'm asking you it's probably a dilla tune it's probably a dilla tune no 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 no. i'm talking about drone bass oh jump so, oh, come on i was trying to get out i'll let you beneath the mask separately now I got You know what? For now, what's running through my head right now, because I did play it a million times, is the record by Atmos and uh, Nicole on on V Recordings, which is uh, I just want to give you all my love. Oh yeah. Uh, so oh, I'll okay. I'll, I'll okay. travel with love in my pocket. Long. Hmm. Hmm. I got a okay. nine in my pocket. Yeah. I mean, if it's good for me, if it's gonna be. Like ever, ever, I, I can't really go for a particular track, but yeah, same. Like it's hard. Marvin Gaye is it's gonna be something by Marvin Gaye. Yeah, see, see Marvin Gaye, like pfft. yeah, it's deep. I, I miss yeah, all maybe that. Maybe Inner City of, Blues. Know. Yeah, Inner City Blues might be mine. Or I gotta say, man, James Brown was always my go-to, like for everything, always. But shit, I don't know what track I'd pick from. I'm gonna play this tune. You ready? What tune yes. are you playing? Uh, beneath the mask. Oh, oh, all right. Sure, I, I found it. I've, I've seen it. As soon as uh, it allows me. To <laughs> you seen it? I've you seen this one time? I've seen it this one time. Let me hear this thing. <laughs> Super old. If YouTube will play it, that'd be great. Well, you don't want you don't want to play the ad? 
It's not even the ad. It's the fact that we're streaming seven different things, and my computer's like, oh, "Hey, yo, cuz, what you doing, dogs, bro? Those dogs, <laughs> you know you do with it, fam. There's <laughs> a lot going on, cuz. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, yeah, this is one of the tunes. Uh, let's see, how old is this bad boy? Does it have a list on there? It might have a posting date. This thing is not loading. That's the funniest part about the whole situation. Armani's guest unknown oh, here to you. Here we go. All right, good. Here we go. My homie used to play this at the rave like every time. This is like before I even knew what anything was. Not before I knew anything, but like. The drums are crunchy. Crunchy. And I love that like intros were like super long. Like the tune seven minutes, seven and a half minutes. I'm obviously not gonna play the whole thing. This reach of early days, dusty ass basement. Super rave house. Armani Rain rapping on top of the speaker with his shirt on, so we don't talk about it. Right. Sweaty walls. You can barely breathe, but everybody's having fun.
used to love that to me. The mask, dude. <clears throat> Mr. Reed saying Armin still rocks this. Yeah, <laughs> he does. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, Philly staple man. Shout out uh, Bishop actually back when he used to DJ. Like there were some of the first cats that took me out. Ill skills uh, and like just introduced me to this crazy sound. And every time they would just show me different styles, whether it was mm. the liquid, whether it was steppy, it was whatever. That's why I've always, you know me, I've never you don't see me with a specific DJ forever. I love all of it so much. And it was because I came from hip hop. It was also new and crazy. And when I heard that shit, and it was just like how crunchy that fuck those drums were. And then it just came in with this beautiful ghost in the cell thing over. You were just like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Just, you don't, you didn't hear that in hip hop. You, you, you hip as for all as hip hop was, and as elemental as hip hop is, um, you still didn't get, there was that raw rock and roll vibe that you can't get anywhere else from rock and roll. That was in drum and bass. It was just like, I'm going to take something really dark and crazy and make it beautiful as fuck at the same time. And it was just like that, that chemistry to me has always been mm -hmm. next level shit, you know? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's what I liked about Babylon. It was like something really gorgeous about it. And then just blended with like a bit of darkness, you know, something a bit heavier. I love all that, man. Yeah. Rough with the smooth. Yes, yeah, yeah. Rough with the smooth, someone said in the chat room there. So yeah, man, absolutely yeah, right. the way I like it. Mm. Yeah. That was a moment, that was a release. moment in time. Yeah, that was a moment in time, man. I remember that right here, yeah. Yeah, sure. That was crazy. All right, man, that was my blast of the past. Yeah, we got to do a blast of the past series one day. Yeah, now. we have we to do it all that. up at the end. We have to do it. <laughs> I, know, I think I think if I had to choose one tune to go to the moon, it might be either F Jam or True Romance, one of the two. Oh, really? Ooh. Okay. okay. <clears throat> yeah, True Romance. There's something about that tune. Oh, man, I don't know when that when, especially when when that 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 bass comes in, it's so warm. Yet, <laughs> oh man, I, it's it's hard to describe. And F Jam, every time I hear F Jam, I just oh, man, oh. I'm like taken back. Very appreciate the follow. <clears throat> All right, yeah, cool. That was it, man. I, we we did a show. We had a show. Indeed, we did. So a we show had we had the... extra roti and poutine today, bro. Yeah. Extra roti with a side of poutine. That's what happened here, man. Yeah, roti <laughs> is definitely my bucket list. But fish hey, cake and pine tart and pepper pots and Go dry on. food. Don't get oh. me <laughs> that that jar of ginger beer that grandma left on the back porch. <laughs> ginger mob mobby and all that madness. Yo, oh oh gosh. Bro, people are like, oh man, why'd you stop eating spicy food? Like, dog, I grew up on when you drink yeah. soda that's spicy after a while, you're like, all right, like relax. Doubles, <laughs> don't get me started. All right, I'm I'm fine. I'm done. Doubles is not really Guyanese, but I like doubles. I won't leave it at that. Yeah, that's not Guyanese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's still good. You're right though. Yeah, this Family. is what Bailey looks like he's about to fall over. Thank you. No, no, <laughs> no I'm just like you mentioning all these names of these foods. I'm just thinking sour sup. I'm thinking about. I can see your, I can see your brain spinning right now. Yeah, I'm just like polari. <laughs> oh, you know what I mean? Uh, I'm cassava fans. balls. Cassava oh, ball. Man. Don't get started, boy. All kinds <laughs> of stuff, man. Yeah. How exciting! Yeah, it's you know it's really dope <laughs> that like it's the end of the night and I'm not gonna be able to eat any of those things. Uh, <laughs> well, you, you good morning. Yeah, I'm just <laughs> breakfast time. <laughs> yeah, so no. Brother, I can't thank you enough for coming and hanging out with us, chatting up, catching Absolutely. up. Absolutely, you are an absolute legend. But more importantly, just a really good friend, and we thank you so much for coming on. Hey man, it's um, been so great. I appreciate so you remembering our names. Like that's really important. 
crazy listening. Crazy listening. Crazy yeah, listening. Still there. Okay. <laughs> no, but, uh, <laughs> anything you want to leave the people with, man, before you go? You know what? Um, considering that we've got so deep on this stuff, I'd love to come back. You know, when you've got, you know, got everybody, you've been for other people and stuff. I'd right. love to come back and, you know, and play a lot of these dub plates that have never come Ooh. out and tell you why and and and, and show you what they are because there's just <clears> million <throat> versions of, well, just there's just a lot of versions of stuff that never came out. You know, um, like I say, the Angels Fell and you've got Lemon D. This is L.A. There's a version of. This, this is Los whole... Angeles, man. Oh, I love that. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and make the executive decision. Anytime you want to come back and do that, dude. We'll <laughs> no, no, we have a listening, no, we'll have a listening party. Yeah. Right. No, and I mean that. Not in a not in a like, oh, my God, Bailey's going to come yeah. show us exclusive things. I think that would be important to the culture to come on and hear those things and have you talk about it. Yeah. We have a session like that. Like that yeah, be, I, 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 I really like enjoy that stuff. I mean, when I did the um, virus recordings, the live the stream they did, um, mm-hmm. the first hour was me telling the story about their past and stuff. There was a few dub plates in there and there were stories about why tunes never came out, their disputes and all this kind of stuff. <clears> it's <throat> like, it's, uh, it's always been really interesting for me, you know what I mean? Really interesting. Mm. So I'd love to share some of these stories with everybody, you know? Uh, I'm sure they would love to hear them as well because, uh, yeah. you know, it's Let's uh, tell you what, if the chat wants to see it, we will set a date soon and we'll see when you're free. And I would mm. love to, you know, we have these, we have these chats and I, the chat's probably tired of me explaining this for the new people hey how are you <laughs> welcome thanks, in new folks. Thanks, new folks we we've been doing these podcasts um during the pandemic for one of two reasons uh one even though sometimes we have gotten a little political we've 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 appreciated to find an escape uh and not only just an escape but an escape with people that we've all grown up and watched over the years and just have a normal conversation as opposed to like you know you come in here and we do the how'd you get your name thing and if you were a tree what tree would you be like just to see the other side (laughs) you know like just to see the other side of these people that we followed and, and you know not to say idolized but you know you're you are who you are and like when we had Goldie or uh, Frost or Craze or John B was was great, and we just sit down and have a normal conversation. So to have another show where we can come on and do more of a music showcase, I would be honored to do that. And if you're willing to do that, we can set that up immediately. Like I said, if the chat's cool with it. Yeah. I'm, uh, no, they're not going to be cool with it. I'm, I'm, I'm a, I think people have got to know that I'm a serious collector. I think I actually put a rant on my Facebook the other day of like I'm getting tired of people asking me for dub plates. They know I collect this stuff, right? Right. Uh, and it's not a matter of like asking for it. It's a matter of people who I have that I don't have that connection with asking for, you know, stuff. I don't even know you like that. Don't even ask. You know what right. I mean? So I, you know, I'm, I'm big time. Just the other day, I think I got five. Uh, unreleased uh, Dillinger stuff, you know what I mean? Mm. Uh, I, <laughs> oh, I mean, my Dillinger pile is psh, the caliber stuff, the, the, oh, uh, God. the optical stuff. I mean, me and optical at the moment are sort of like, I mean, I cut so many optical stuff and he's lost a lot of the music. I'm giving him stuff and he's giving me stuff and there's all this stuff that never came out. I mean, you know, bear in mind, you know, the very first virus vaults, I gave optical a lot of his own music to put on there. So I've got... <laughs> I've got that much of his stuff, you know what I mean? Wow. And I, I preserve all this stuff, um, you know, hence the Metalheads tapes and stuff like that that I've got. You know, I've got archives of loads of stuff and I've got loads of stories. So I'd love to come and share all that stuff, you know? I would love for you to do that. Let's, let's yeah. do that. That might have to be like a holiday special. We, we, I mean, I want to give you, let's, that sounds really like a moment in time right there to have. When um, you're available, I'll do it as soon as, 
we have somebody set up next week, obviously. <laughs> so we got a we got a couple of things going on, but we can let's, live around. Let's but let's let's go around honestly, down the lap a little bit. Yeah, yeah, and, and I, this isn't you know I've I've reached out. It's funny, and I'm gonna say this because I don't give a shit. I've mm-hmm. reached out to other people with the same idea to no avail. So like, if mm-hmm. you you know what I mean, if you're willing to do it, I would love to. Oh, yeah. I mean, we just sat and talked to you for a while. So I mean, it just to... isn't enough time in the world. I mean, what I might try yeah. and do is um, uh, hook up my Serato to this computer, share the screen, and people can just say, I'll show you the list of the unreleased dubs, and you can just say, mm-hmm. what's that one? And I'll just play them, you know what I mean? I'll just, what's this? this I've got a, a, a version of uh, Circles, an original version of Circles from 1985. That oh, Lord. The longest, Ooh. most epic intro of all kinds of mad I, I have argued in the past that that might be the greatest, the greatest drum bass tune ever made. It might be. It's, it it's might in the be discussion. On my list. It's uh, in the discussion. It's, it's on the list for sure. <laughs> There's uh, no doubt. About if you it. hear the intro on this, you're just like, wow, the build up's massive, absolutely massive. So, you know, um, we can do that. Yeah, I'll just get my MP3s out, put them in a folder, and I'll be like, I'll share the screen in Serato, and I'll be like, hey, right. what should we play? And I'll just play whatever, you know what I mean? And slam it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, let's do it. We're going to set a date. We did it. It's on record. And if you say no, I'll pull this up and show it to you. <laughs> 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 yeah, man, that's sick. Super, super dope. Hey, uh, thank you everybody who swung through in the chat today. Uh, throw your fire emojis up for fire Mr. up Bailey. one last time, Shout family. Everybody who came through, no matter what country you're in around the world, it is a blessing to be here each and every single week. We thank you guys for the support. Thank you, MJ, for moderating. Thank you for Sugar Brat for moderating. MJ, Sugar Bear. all the promo, Sugar all the Brat. people out there. Rap team, thank you so very much. Hashtag Rap Team. We're gonna start that out. Merch is Hashtag on the way. Hashtag Rap Team. Uh, yes. The YouTube is up right now with five episodes, five or six episodes on it. Yeah. Uh, within the next couple of days, I will put up probably about five more. Uh, we got the SoundCloud running, right? Like yeah, SoundCloud's got four episodes up right now. Just wait yeah. for the audio for the others. I'll get those up too after the, after the YouTube ones go up. And uh, <laughs> just leave it. Uh, soon we'll have a like page for you to just be fully updated as well. Just give yeah. me, you know, give us some time to leave it at that. Yeah. So thank you so very much for you guys coming out. Once again, please, uh, if you need anything, do not hesitate to reach out to someone who can help. It is national suicide prevention today. Absolutely. Um, that's a big deal. So as always, as we leave you, first of all, thank you again to the DJ Bailey. We love every single one of you out there. Please take care of yourselves and each other. We will see you next time. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Fell off again, man. Sorry. You leave the way you came in, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Super love to everybody out there, man. Roti and Poutine. This was special guest to DJ Bailey, the track of Valiant. I am the MC Armani Rain. We super love y'all. Be good. Sheesh. <laughs>